Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile. At T-Mobile for Business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they've become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan so you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Open Signal Awards T-Mobile is America's fastest 5G network. 5G user experience report July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. See T-Mobile.com. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, part two of our top 50 storylines to keep an eye on, situations to monitor, yes. uh, whatever else you want to call it. Mm. Top top, uh, top 50 bullet points. And that, again, we should remind the listeners yeah. at home, we had 100 of these. We did. We have 100 of these yeah. in the chamber, but 50 we're only sharing with you. We, so we, if you're not on our list, just know you were part of the other 50. You were part of the other 50. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, um, we, we had to whittle it down to, to 50 from 100. So uh, It's probably good. So part two, listen, if you're listening to this, uh, so we're recording this on Monday. Mm. Um, we're going to put it out as soon as possible. So maybe you're listening right, to this. If you're, if, you're a, <laughs> if you're a psychopath, maybe you're listening to this in the wee hours of Monday night, mm. Tuesday morning. Thank you. More than likely, you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, maybe lunch hour, Tuesday afternoon. And what mm. I'm saying here, Tate, is college basketball starts in less than 24 hours, no matter when you're listening to this. Yes. Uh, it's here. It's finally here. The season is here. Uh, we have a little more preview to talk about. We have a little more to discuss. And then the next time you hear our voices after today... It's we will, basketball season. We will be talking about games that have already yes. been played. So uh, we're excited about that. But today we have some unfinished business. We have to get through our previews. Come join us. But first, Coach K. Hey, All right, top 25. Uh, these are the top 25 things we are looking forward to. Uh, we are monitoring, as I said. I don't even, I've lost control of uh, we, all the monitoring. The yeah, 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 we yeah. monitored. I, I have too no much. idea what the uh, the conceit of this show is anymore. It's a, it's a preview, folks. We're just trying to talk about as much as we can talk about before the season starts. We've had quadrants. We, yeah. We've had all types of things. But at and the end of the day, we just want the stories. Most importantly, we're trying to avoid talking about the Champions Classic. Yes. Uh, number one, let's state the obvious. We are Fox Sports guys. We do not work for that <laughs> other network that uh, is, is ruined sports coverage as we know it mm -hmm. uh we have no time for them and their bullshit mm -hmm. uh we we are fox <laughs> just coming out hot uh we are fox sports guys so uh we're not we're not trying to pump up the tires of the champions classic no also uh, the, 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 who cares who cares who cares we've been led astray by the champions classic more times yeah. than not so it's not like you learn anything from it and right. if anything even these fan bases right if you're duke after what Zion did in 2018, 2019, you leave that game saying, we're not going to lose a game all season. We're so national champions. It actually, Give us the trophy now. Yeah, it shades yeah. you the wrong way at times. Right. So it's, it's right. not good for anybody. It's not good for the fans. It might be good for Coach K, though. It might be, yeah. yeah. And I'm it's tuning in for Coach yeah. K. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, as we're much as we watch were saying, it. we're not going to talk about it, we will watch We'll it. talk about it at the end. But what yeah. I, what I, at the end of the show today, we'll, we'll, we it's might not do a part of the top 25. Yeah, but it's not it's not in the top 25. What I was saying is we want to do previews. We want to talk about stuff. The season has not technically started yet, and we have to talk about things. So. 
These are our top 25 non-Champions Classic things that we, <laughs> that we want to talk about. Uh, number 25 on the list. Yes. Very, very impressive that it made number 25. This feels like a, if I'm being fr- if, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, this feels like a 79, mm. more of like a 63, mm. somewhere in a 63 mm. to 79 range. This is like when people watch games in December and they're like, that felt like an Elite Eight game yes. or a Sweet yes. 16 game. You're saying so this as feels I'm like about a 78, to say this, 78, 78, 79 range. Yeah, those, are, those who monitor closer are going to say, this is a 25, this is a top yeah. 25 point and uh to that i say yes yes it is yeah i think it is uh the caa is banning jmu from competing for a conference title this year and now a lot of people at home are saying wait a second caa creative arts agency yes has decided to come down to college basketball why doesn't james madison just sign with clutch yes caa is stopped that's what people might be saying yes is that's not that caa Uh uh-huh this is not this is the colonial athletic association okay it's a conference now i'm up to speed (laughs) okay now i'm back when you when i hear when i hear caa i think immediately zion 300 pounds i (laughs) should I should say, I didn't actually double check the story. It could be Creative mm. Artist Agency that's Conference. blocking it. That's, <laughs> I just assumed it was the Colonial Athletic. That's kind of like the future uh, of college basketball, right? Like an agency has its own, co- overtime has its own league. Yep. An agency has its own conference. This is a great point. Yeah. I didn't we could get there. That. Yeah. Clutch. Donda and, has its yeah. own academy. Already played a game, by the way. 0 and 1. Donda Academy, <laughs> 0-1. Did lost, they lose? They lost their first game to, to Minnesota Prep, I believe. I feel like that's got to be, Jim, that's got to be your beat all season is Donda and overtime and all that. Yeah, we, we gotta, I'm on it. We have to. <laughs> it's not even that we have to tell him to be on. He's on top of it. Yeah, but I, I mean, just like throughout the season, if we need info on what's going yeah. on in those alternative leagues, I feel like that's a Jim Cunningham corner, isn't it? I, I like alternative it. expert Jim Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if you missed the story, uh, JMU is in the process of leaving CA, the, the CAA. They're bumping up. They're bumping up to the Sun Belt. And mm-hmm. if you and if you're you know if you're if you're someone who drinks the Blue Blood Kool Aid, um, you might be saying yourself. This is not me saying this tape, by the way. This is this is a, a quote from um, someone who is a Blue Blood person. I I'm not. A, I I famously love the little guys. But uh, if you're someone who loves the Blue Blood, you might be saying to yourself, "What's the difference between CAA and the Sun Belt? Because oh. you're both like." kind of other leagues. That well, one know, of them Vic Bubis <laughs> made They're like, as a what, blue what, What's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is too. Mm. The Sun Belt plays FBS football. The Sun yes. Belt uh, plays big boy football where if you go undefeated, you could definitely be in the argument. And JMU's got a good of, football program. Yes, you could be Mike in the argument of being snubbed from the college football playoff mm-hmm. If now JMU. As it stands right now, they have to play for the one double A whatever the hell that league mm-hmm. is called. Uh, I think it's F- the G5 title. The G5 title. <laughs> the, the FCS AA uh, <laughs> um, All-State yeah. Independence Bowl. We're too lost uh, to even yeah. know what it means. So JMU wants to bump their football program up. Uh, in order Which to do that, basketball. In order to do that, you apparently have to bump everything up. So basketball is moving. Uh, every, every sport in, 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 at JMU is moving from the Colonial Athletic to the Sun Belt. But, and here's the story we want to talk about, Tape. The Colonial Athletic is a little butthurt about this and is saying, mm. if you're going to move, then that means this year you can't win our conference titles. We're going to take our ball and go home. You can play. You're going to play in our conference, but now you can't play in our conference tournament. You can't have the spoils. I, I don't understand this. JMU, the by CAA. the way, won, won, C, won the CAA last year, the regular season. Yes. They did not win the tournament. They were upset by Elon. And we talk about college sports. It's supposed to be about the kids. Yeah. We're FTK. We're for the kids. And this is literally the opposite of that. I mean, you're basically saying this team, this mm-hmm. group of guys has no chance to enjoy a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Which yes. is wild. Like, I mean, because when you're JMU, yeah. you go into the season, you say, this is why we play the game. Yeah. You're basically, they, they've basically been banned from the NCAA tournament. Is what, yes. Is what we've learned. Because, I mean, there is a world where they can get an automatic bid. 
Um, but that's not a world that we live really, in. That's not the world that we live in. We don't yeah. live in that world. Yeah. So JMU has to be able to win the CAA mm-hmm. tournament, tournament, mm-hmm. tournament to get in. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I personally do not yeah. like it. Uh, that's and, why it's number twenty-five. And the journalists the hate this too. So, like, yeah. this is a. Uh, if anything, you mentioned number seventy-nine. Maybe our, our journalism caps are on, and we're a little upset about this. Uh, so we got in the top twenty-five. Our guy PFD Commander uh, knows a thing or two about. Is JMU. he up in arms about this? He went. He may or may not have uh, gone to James Madison University. Oh, he went to JMU. Yeah, JMU is so. a. I told you this. JMU is the ECU of Virginia. And uh, and that's a compliment. Explain that to people that don't live in like the tiny ass pocket of America mm. you're talking about. Like mm. the, there are 12 people I think that would understand that reference. For the others, Tate, explain what you mean by JMU. Honestly, I don't think I can explain it any other way. <laughs> if you know, you know. I mean, ECU. The 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 kid that's going to go to ECU, his his other school that he's looking at is JMU. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. That that's like their two choices, like JMU, ECU. I got into JMU. That okay. might mean I get into ECU. <laughs> but if I don't get to ECU, I go to JMU. And JMU always has good sports programs, good teams, yeah. good coaches that have come through That's what through I there. said. They won the CAA yeah. regular season title last year. Uh, this is a shame. It's, it is a shame. It's a travesty. And you know what else it is? It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Where's and, Jay Billis? And we have to fix this. Uh, so I, 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 I really don't understand how this mm. is allowed. But at the same time, why doesn't the Sun Belt just step up now and just say, let's come play in our tournament? That's what I think. Yeah, That's you fair. should invite JMU to the Sun Belt tournament at the end of the year. Have JMU play in the CAA all season, <laughs> uh-huh. and then when it's conference tournament time, JMU just goes and plays in the Sun Belt tournament. And then if you stop them, you yeah. basically are like, "Welcome to the Sun yeah. Belt." Yeah, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> great idea. I like that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, number twenty-four. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. People may have missed this news. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I missed this news. Though you showed it to me. St. Thomas. Mm. The St. Thomas. What do you know what their nickname is? That St. Thomas. That's Not Aquinas. Nope. Different St. Thomas. St. Thomas out of Minnesota mm-hmm. is now a Division I school. They will be playing Division I basketball this year. This is number 24 on our list. Do you know what St. Thomas's nickname is? No. The Tommies. I swear to God. It's good. <laughs> a fan of the Johnnies. He's a fan of the Tommies. Johnnies versus Tommies. St. Bonavich or Bonnies. Man. The St. Thomas Tommies. Yeah. Unbelievable. The poor uh, Jimmys and Joes. So St. Thomas is a uh, was a Division three school in Minnesota. They are now a Division one school in Minnesota. They have jumped up from Division three to Division. Do we one. call Minis- this the Duncan Robinson? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota now has two Division one schools. Tate, what does this mean for the Gophers? What does this mean for St. Thomas? Uh, how, how do we feel about it? Are there other schools you're looking to, yes. to make the jump to Division one that you have circled that you're like, when are, when is this school going to grow some balls and mm. go to Division one? Mm. Gardner Webb. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first school that came to mind. Um, they might even be D1 at this point, but I, I will say this. Whatever, are you serious? Get out of here. They might be D1. I mean, they're D1 talent, right? Isn't that where Chris Holtman was? Coach they're Holtman? D1, dude. They are D1. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, St. <laughs> Thomas... We talked about the recruits from Minnesota. No, no disrespect to Gardner Webb. Love you guys, but I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> no maybe, disrespect to Gardner. Maybe they jump up and get even more in our face as a D1 program. But St. Thomas, we saw yep. the recruits from Minnesota that said they wanted to play for the Gophers. They wanted to stay home. Right. A lot of these guys, you know, Suggs in particular. Yep. Uh, McKinley Wright was McKinley one of them. Wright. Yep. And now maybe if Minnesota doesn't work out, they go play for St. Thomas. Who uh, Who else was, was Matthew Hurt, Minnesota yeah. kid? Mm-hmm. He was a Minnesota kid. And the uh, yeah. uh, Mem- Jones. Remember Tyus, uh, Roy Tyus. Williams flew to Minnesota during the polar vortex to yeah. watch Matthew Hurt. Yeah, and then he went we to were Duke. there. And then he yeah. went to do. I think that's why he retired. <laughs> I would have retired. Roy, Roy a lot of people retired. point to the, there's like a big white guy that ruined Roy and they think it's Walker Kessler. <laughs> Ma- Matthew Hurt. 
It's Matthew Hurt. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Roy went to those links and couldn't get Matthew Hurt. Uh, yeah. So St. Thomas, welcome to Division One. This is exciting. Uh, also, the, the just the fact that Minnesota. Yeah. Two things stood out to me is that Minnesota for the forever the Gophers were the one school in Minnesota. Mm. Now there's an alternative school. Now there's uh, the, you know, how's there not a Minnesota State? Yeah, I don't know. I think there is, but they're not. But like you know, yeah, how are they not um, bumped up? And then the other thing is going from Division Three to Division One has my respect, and I think St. Thomas is going to get absolutely smoked. I know mm. nothing about their basketball program. Obviously, I'm not plugged into the Division Three scene, but uh, I, I imagine they're going to have some growing pains. But I love that they're here. I, it's it, it's exciting times to, yeah. to have more people at the party. We have like 300. How many? How many are there? Let me pull up Kim Pom. Kim Pom knows. He's got all of them listed. Mm. 350. What is it now, Tate? Hmm. 358. Wow. Yeah, I thought we were 59. 58 sounds right. 58. Last year we were at not that. Yeah, 357. <laughs> so St. Thomas would, I guess, be the one that was added. Nice. Uh, Hartford. What happened to Hartford? Isn't Hartford going down? They made the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. And then as a 16. Yeah, there was a big uh uh hoopla. Hoopla about Hartford D D D whatever demoting their athletics to, to division three. They're like, we don't want to be division one anymore. Because right? they want to dominate first, division yeah. three. Yeah. But whatever happened to that? Because people were pretty shitty about that, rightfully so. I don't know. <laughs> Jim, are you our Hartford correspondent? We need that update. Um, is, that, we, is that still going to happen? It's just going to happen in a few years? I think it's going to happen in a few years. But when you talk about Connecticut, I immediately go to number 23 on our list because it is year four at UConn for Dan Hurley. <laughs> I just want to say, for those of you that listen to the podcast, uh, the look on Tate's face, the first two, <laughs> Never mind. Let's go to Dan Hurley. Yeah, let's let's get out of St. Thomas I, I, I was, talk. I'm sure the people I was at home. Everybody's so excited to be like, can we please not talk about CA? No, let's go. <laughs> For the love of God. Let's get to number 23 right, on our list ahead. because UConn basketball, as we remember, I mean, this is a championship program. This is a borderline blue blood, and some would consider mm-hmm. friend of the program, Sean Hurley, himself from UConn, from Connecticut, would say they are blue blood. No, I'm not sure I'm aligned yes. with that necessarily, but I will say this. Dan Hurley, this is the, this is the time. The time is now. Um, last year going to the tournament, they were the sexy pick. They were the fun pick. We had Coach they Hurley were. on the show. He kind of tried to get us off the scent a little bit with this team. Book night, top pick, goes to the Hornets. But they... How's he doing, by the way? Book night? Yeah. He's not in the rotation. Mm. Ouch. But the Hornets... Best start in franchise history. 3-0, first time ever. <laughs> we have, uh, How many games are we into now? Well, we lost four in a row now. Um, <laughs> we're five and six. We started out 3-0, though, and I think we all remember the good times. The uh, banner's still hanging. House of Highlights still loves us, yeah. uh, so that, <laughs> that's the good news. But UConn, now we're all eyes on UConn. We're all yeah. eyes on Dan Hurley. The, the honeymoon period is over. We expect wins at UConn, and this is the year that they have to make the leap. So I think, if anything, the pressure is turned up, and now we have eyeballs on them. And we we need a team in the Big East to challenge Villanova we this do. is the year. It is not UConn. It is going to be Xavier this year. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Uh, UConn, You're probably right, cause, but cause, I'm, I'm putting the onus on Dan Hurley. Listen, so it's year four for Dan Hurley. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean, Tate? What, what is Because like I, I heard you say those words. It's year four for Dan Hurley. Year four is heard, when the excuses are out the door because your guys are in, right? This is the the classic when, you, okay. when you're struggling early on when you take a job, right? The first year, year one is a free year. Is a free year, yes. Yes, it's free. Year, year two. It's like the COVID like, year. It's you like kind of want to see the count. imprint, yeah. see if you see something. Year three, that's kind of like, oh, this is who we are. Year four, no more excuses. Your guys are in. Yes, this, this is, is your, your team. You this is your this. vision. This yeah. is your culture. Okay. No time, no time for caution, right? Okay. 
Yeah. We got to do something. We yeah. got to make some noise. And that's that's where Dan Hurley that's finds where himself. Where with basically the exact same team as they had last year, except without, with, a, without, lottery pick. without a lottery pick. Which is and not necessarily great. I, I was drinking the Yukon Kool-Aid. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I wasn't. I will not guess. Last year, you're saying audience. going in the tournament? Yes. yes. I, I'm not gonna, America was. I know. I'm so I'm not gonna pretend like I wasn't. I'm just gonna point out to everybody that uh now that now that we've cooled down a little bit mm. and, and we've had some time in the offseason, I and, and I've had time to like really think about what last season was. Um, I'm sorry to say, and and this is me just reporting the facts, Dave. But UConn was not a very good basketball team last year. Mm. They they weren't really that. They they the one tournament team they beat all last season was was USC, and at the start of December, like it was their fourth game of the season or third game of the, something like that. They beat USC at Mohegan Sun, which is basically a home game for UConn. Yep. The rest of the season. The the oh oh they beat uh Georgetown they beat Georgetown twice down the stretch because remember UConn wins like four straight going into the Big East tournament two of those were against Georgetown Georgetown ends up winning the Big East tournament if Georgetown doesn't win the Big East tournament the Big East is a three big league with UConn uh 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 Creighton and and uh, obviously Villanova um but Georgetown sneaks in so like I guess they 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 get credit for sweeping a, a tournament team because Georgetown went on a run and won the Big East tournament but they they if you think back on UConn's season the reason we talked about them so much was number 1 they were back in the Big East number 2 James Booknight Book would go nuclear like every mm. four or five games against Creighton at home he has 40 yeah, he went they off. almost beat Creighton they did not beat Creighton they, they lost at home <laughs> to Creighton but because James Booknight mm. scored 40 and the game went to overtime there was like good vibes about UConn. Yeah, basketball. I was gonna say I, you know I, I mean? left that game thinking, okay, UConn so, right on the door. Uh, I'm not. I don't mean to like crap all over UConn's parade. And if you're a UConn fan, listen to this. Uh, just disregard what I'm saying because it doesn't matter. When the ball gets tipped, you you go out and you win the games. I think UConn's gonna be a great defensive team. Uh, Whaley's back, who's gonna be maybe the best defender in the entire country this year. Um, Acock, Acock, as we know, love that guy. Uh, he he's gonna be just, you know, they're gonna be a great defensive team. Tape. Mm. But my my problem is is that. I don't I when I think back on it I just was like buying into Yukon back in the Big East type and I'm worried that's all I'm saying is I'm worried that Yukon actually isn't that great of a basketball team See this year we're going to see that and it's going to be a bummer. It's going to be a bummer but yeah. I I do have a little bit of hope because I believe in Hurley basketball magic and that starts with their father Bob Hurley and it trickles down yeah. to them because this year they never played each other by the way the Hurley brothers Dan and Bob. Yeah. They were assistants together at Wagner back in the day. And now they're obviously head coaches at different programs. But this year in the battle for Atlantis, a, you know, a, a tournament that you and I respect, you know, have been there a few times. They are on opposite sides of the bracket, Titus. And if they both oh, make really? it to the they championship the game, gym. we get a Hurley versus Hurley showdown. What could possibly And that go could wrong? be great. I what mean, could possibly go wrong? Dan Hurley has taken a charge as a coach on yeah. the sideline. Bob Hurley has literally lost his mind uh, as a coach on the sideline. This Those is two guys competing against each other. That's primetime television. I hear what you're saying, and I guess all I'm saying is because I, I I'm buying into it. I'm buying into the. I'm saying. The here's, what I'm on the saying wall. here's what I'm Rides saying. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. You have been making the case for UConn <laughs> basketball for however long we've been talking about it. Right Honestly, now. and too uh, long since Altery Gilbert was there. Okay, but I'm saying right now, today, you've been talking about <laughs> UConn for however long we've been talking about UConn. You yeah. have not mentioned a single thing about like on the current the team. Yeah, like mm -hmm. about the current team, like being talented and like you believe that RJ Cole is no, going to average I, 20 I'm, games. I'm all like about that. the vibes. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm worried about because <laughs> I think vibes can only take you so far. That's what I just like 20 to say. wins. <laughs> <laughs> Give me 20 wins and I'm okay.
I just need Dan Hurley to survive year four when the pressure and the expectations <laughs> are on. Because I think he's good at UConn. You know what I mean? I'm scared. I think so too. I want I want UConn to be year good. Year four yeah. is not yeah. is not good. We get 19 wins, and then the the UConn elite say yeah. this isn't good enough. Yeah, this isn't UConn basketball. Right. We should hire Sean Miller. Ooh, or we should hire Archie Miller. One Ooh, of these situations both. happens. What about both? Both. What about both at the same time? They're starting a podcast, by the way. The Miller brothers. Dude, how about you step all over, point, whatever. What, which one is that? <laughs> which one is that? Is that not on the list? It's not on the list. That can't be on the list. If it, if it is on the list, we'll address it again. I just had to remind people. <laughs> number <All right>. 15. <laughs> number 15. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Number 15 coming up. Can we go to 22? Good tease. Yeah, please. Good tease. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Because we got to ask Jim a question now. Number All 22. Right. All right. This is, we're in Big East territory. Whoever made this list obviously loves the Northeast uh, early on. Uh, shout out to Hartford. I hope those guys figure it out, whether they're going to go D1 or D3 or whatever. Number 22 on the list. How back is St. John's, Jim? They're back. Like MJ in 95. Okay. We, well, <laughs> well when, you talk about, <laughs> when you talk about Big East programs, as we learned with UConn, um, and basically Villanova has carried the entire league. Yes. For, uh, and I understand... Other schools have won the conference. Mm -hmm. Technically, this is like anytime I make the point that Villanova carries the league. Then well, because like, it hurts old Big East fans because, you know, yeah. in their minds, Villanova is the little guy, the 1985 champion yes. that upsets the juggernaut, you know, Georgetown team. Yeah. So when you talk about Villanova as the top dog, you, you upset the old people Big get East. upset and they yeah. like to point out that Villanova has not actually won every single Big East tournament title and Big East yes. uh, regular season title, mm -hmm. even though it feels that way. Um but outside of Villanova, it feels like every other program that we talk about, we just have to talk about vibes because... Yes, yeah, it's, it's remember when. Yeah. yeah. So if it's an old Big East program, we're just talking about vibes. So that's what we want to do with you, Jim. How are mm -hmm. the vibes? How are the St. John's vibes? Carnaseca. Yeah, the vibes are back. great. Two days ago, the New York Post said that Luke Carnaseca was uh, college basketball's most priceless treasure. Wow. So we're going to play on that. Wow. Yeah, he looks great, by the way, Coach for his Case. age. Was he 700? <laughs> Coach K's final season, and they say Lou Carnesecca is that's the, exactly. he's the Coach K w. of the Big East. You think so? Yeah, the Coach K of the East. Lou Carnesecca. <laughs> coach K of the East. And then they have uh, Mike Anderson coaching from the famous Nolan Richardson coaching tree. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Julian Champagny. Champagny, baby. Mm -hmm. Italian for champagne. Yes. <laughs> My second Brooklyn. favorite Champagny. Yep. His brother, Justin, is on the Raptors. Yes. On a two way yeah. contract right yes. now. His twin brother. So maybe if that doesn't work out, yes, the Wikipedia. If, if, that, if that doesn't work out, though, we switch them out. His brother's good oh, enough to be on the very, Raptors. Very I don't know if they're identical brothers. twins, but whatever. They're, yeah, they're we'll make enough. it work. College yeah. basketball fans don't. Yeah, they won't know. No. And then, um, oh yeah, you like like lineage with college basketball, like Bill and Luke Walton and uh -huh. Dell and Seth Curry. <laughs> Seth. Um, their dad played soccer at St. John's. Who did? Mm. Uh, Champigny. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Nice. Very Joe Kim Noah. Mm -hmm. How did Justin go to Pitt? Was he supposed to go to St. John's? Yeah. Any, any, oh, yeah. He got paid by. They paid more. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Posh mean, Alexander. Yeah. Amazing basketball player. Yeah. Big East freshman of the year. <laughs> code, Big East <laughs> co-defensive player of the year. And only three other players have done that. Do you know who, who that is? Who were the other ones? Please. Some guy named Allen Iverson. Pretty good. Alonzo Mourning. Pretty good. Wow. And Patrick Ewing. Pretty, wow. pretty Posh good. Posh Alexander joined that group? Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that group was yep. upset about that. <laughs> and he was named after a Spice Girl. 
<laughs> oh, and speaking it's, of uh, one last thing of uh, names and lineage, you know what T. Jess's dad's name is? Ooh. Oh, no. Hugh. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Jim. Good uh, job, Jim. Zero CJ tournament wins since 2000 for St. John's. <laughs> Zero tournament wins. Zero tournament wins. Oh, analytics. Zero. Do you remember that year? St. John's, I had this thought as, as I was watching Purdue beat uh, uh, Michigan State in football, and, Purdue, and they just kept mm. talking about how Purdue is the the one football program that's like never good enough to do anything, but they're always good enough to ruin everything for everybody. Yeah. I feel like St. John's is the Purdue football of college basketball. Like that's where the the new era of St. John's basketball has arrived. Like they don't actually, they're they're most relevant when they're beating Villanova, mm. and and Villanova's randomly struggling. You turn on the TV on a random Saturday, and you're yeah. like, Villanova's down seven at halftime at St. John's. What's Especially going on? when Shamari Pons was there. Yes. You know some of those games. Do you, re do you remember the year? Yeah, was it the Pons teams a few years ago where they uh, they One lost of them like beat Duke, right? They, they lost yeah. like eleven or twelve in a row, and then they beat Duke and mm -hmm. number one Villanova in back to back games. Yeah. And then they went back to doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They're just primetime team. Mm -hmm. St. John's is your team, though, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. How, Bright how, lights of the mecca. Of how big of a how, Square Garden. Where, where does St. John's winning a national championship rank on your most desirable things you want out of sports? Right behind sports? Duke and Coach K this year. <laughs> cool. Very New York basketball. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Okay. The All mecca. Right. The Northeast. Billy Joel. Okay. <laughs> Raised the 47th Someone's banner. have said that they thought we were coming after Billy Joel. We we have nothing bad to say Ooh. about Billy Joel. People on Twitter, you know. I'm like, we weren't saying anything you bad gotta about stop. Billy Joel. You got to stop. Like, it, like, <laughs> Look, you don't dude, have to tell it, me twice. Billy like, Joel hive people, people, going after you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I love Billy Joel. You're like, Billy Joel hive, calm down. <laughs> you got to stop. BJ like, even. Never mind. Just you just can't play the game. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about the Big East program that matters. Uh, Villanova <sighs> number at number twenty one on our list. Villanova is inevitable, and what I mean by that is that uh, Tate, as you think about um, this college basketball season, and I told you you had to bet not on who's going to win the national title, but mm. a team that's going to be a one or a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Is Villanova to you the safest bet? Are you, are you saying it's Kansas, Gonzaga, who else? Because all the talk about Villanova, as is every year. Like like last year, Villanova was a five seed. They weren't that good. They couldn't play defense defense for shit. Um, but everyone's forgot that because they brought back four starters and Jay Wright's still the coach. So you're mm -hmm. just like, oh, Villanova. They're gonna be they're gonna be a one or a two seed. I I really love Villanova. Um, do you think Villanova is inevitable? That Villanova will win the Big East like they always do. They will be a one or a two seed like they always are, even though they weren't last year. Um, is, is that your read on this situation? Yes, Colin Gillespie. Um, is going to get people, they're going to be so messed up that they, it, it, it's like a Villanova, it'd be like if Ohio State had another Aaron Kraft come, you know what I mean? And everyone's like, is that not Aaron Kraft? You know what I mean? So Gillespie is RT Diacono 2.0, and then it's going to throw them off even more that they have another RT Diacono uh -huh. on their team. So in general, this Villanova team is going to bring up 2016, 2018 type of vibes. They're kind of like the San Francisco Giants, you know, when they were winning like 2014, 2016. Even years. Every even year, even year. Even your bullshit is what yeah. they call it. Yeah. Well, that, I'm not kidding. It's like that, That's the hashtag, EYBS. Well, that yeah. is literally EYBS is Villanova. Madison Bumgarner is insert the point guard of Villanova. Yeah. And uh, that is who this team is. I think that they are built for a March run. They are obviously a Final Four caliber team. They have who we would consider probably the best coach in college basketball, all things considered, right? Mm -hmm. Pound for pound, you're saying? Pound for pound. I mean, not even like you look at legacy guys that obviously can't coach the game anymore. Someone like Coach K, who like he's not tapped into the game. 
Um, sorry, I'm just doing this <laughs> to make Jim upset. <laughs> He's more than a coach. So it doesn't matter. In general, but Jay Wright is the guy uh, with Villanova. And, you know, that is why you have to bet on them. There's no reason to bet against them. It's similar to Virginia. A lot of people are like, Virginia, there's no way they could win the ACC. Yes, they could. I mean, they they have the program to do that, and they're going to be in every yeah. game, and they figure out how to win games that they shouldn't win. That's Villanova's MO. And even though they were a five seed last year, I, they're a one or two lock this year. You think they're a one or two lock? One or two Would lock. Would you say— A one like, seed, really, in like the way, the way, In all honesty, the way I just I asked the question, if you had a gun to your head, and you're like, you have to pick a team that's going to be a one or a two seed in the mm. tournament. How how close— Gonzaga's number on one, and then, and then Villanova's think, my number two. Yeah. Yeah. I think in Gonzaga and then Kansas, like they're all kind of Kansas. I love Kansas. I, yeah. I just I'm waffling because of this whole Bill Self beef. I don't like the beef. Oh, with uh, with Ray Martin, yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. like I can't dive in and be assured in that decision. There's going to be no problems with Gillespie and Jay Wright, right? The only thing that would hold back this Villanova team would be injury and a guy like Brandon Slater. You know, he's going to take the leap this year, right? So there's other guys that you might not be so familiar with that you're going to look at this team and say, wow. They have a lot of talent, and um, yeah, they're a really good team. Yeah, Gonzaga. Gonzaga feels like the biggest lock, but yeah, they're they're not conference schedule. I I don't anticipate them losing all these games, but like that that's the like Gonzaga only has so many cracks at it because they play in a crappy conference. So um, I don't know, but they're not going to lose. So who cares? They're not going to um, lose. They're not going to lose. Gonzaga's and probably the answer, but Villanova might be. Gonzaga's a lock to be a one seed. And if any, I mean, if anything goes wrong with Gonzaga. It's going to be complete free fall after last year. I mean, they have to kind of keep it buttoned up this year because if they struggle this year in the regular season, lose some games they're not supposed to lose, people are going to freak out. Number 20 on the list, Tate. Uh, I have this question I want to pose to you. Are we sure it's a guards game? Uh, Steph mm. Curry invented the three-point shot in 2016, as we know. Um, it's a copycat sport, basketball. Everyone's been copying what Steph Curry did for the Golden State Warriors. Three's more than two. They've decided to go small ball. They've decided mm. to shoot threes. Basketball, as we know it, will never return to the old days of the big man. And then you look up in 2021-2022 season in college basketball, Tate, and we might be in a situation. Um, the preseason team was not – this was not the case, but the postseason All-American team might be five big guys. That, that That is realistic, that this year we could have five – like nothing but power forwards and centers on the uh, All-American team by the end of the season. Because if we run through it, I mean, you got Paolo Benchero, who's probably number one on your list right now. If you want to go to the other freshmen, because the freshmen get some love, Jalen Duren's going to be on that list, obviously. Um, We have Hunter Dickinson. We have Kofi Coburn. Mm -hmm. We have... Drew Timmy, Chet (laughs) Holmgren. Trace Jackson Davis. EJ Liddell, Travion Williams. uh, Armando Baycott. uh, Garrison Brooks. Oh, no, 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 Walker Kessler, for example. No, Uh, no, no. We can throw those guys. Guys no, in the no, mix, no, no. Um, no. So, so Juzang and 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 uh, Johnny Juzang, Colin Gillespie were, were preseason first team AP All Americans, mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're they're good players. But uh, when you, when you look at the overall vibe of what college basketball is this year, I would say that the big man is reigning supreme. Would would you not? Or is yeah, that, I agree with that. Is that just Big Ten bias talking? Because the Big Ten that is certainly the case. But I feel like that's true across the country. I feel like like Gonzaga when you when you make the case of why Gonzaga should be number one, it's it's Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. Those are the first two names out of your mouth and. Those are not their guards. That's not their point guard. No, but even though Chet Holmgren is the, he's kind of like compared to Kevin Durant. So he has guard skills, but he's a big man, which is always hard to really process. Yeah. Like, who are we? Who? Because you know the smalls and the bigs are always in competition. Who's getting the credit for what's going on here? Is so, Kevin Durant a big man? Is what you're asking? That's the question. He's not. But <laughs> he's is a tall he? man. He's a tall but man. He? <laughs> he's not a big. Kevin Kevin Durant is not a big. But Giannis, you could argue to me that he is a big, right? You know what I mean? You can. These is are, LeBron a big? 
I think LeBron's a big. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think LeBron's a guard. But it's hard because you don't know. It could be either one. You can make the argument. But I think this is the year that uh, we we all come together and say you have to have bigs in basketball. We have to we have to get the game recentered, uh, pun intended, and that's okay. what we do this year in college yeah. basketball. So there, there it is. In 2012, uh, the top five, the, the five All Americans, we were all big dudes. I just want to remind everybody of that. Ten years ago, Anthony Davis. Can you name them? <sighs> Anthony Davis is one. Thomas Robinson. Thomas Robinson's one. <sighs> Oof. Keep going. I know. That's why I'm like these are the two that I remember. Two out of five. That was the national championship team. John uh, John Henson is Tyler Zeller's on that list. No, Tyler Zeller's not on that list. Disrespect. Jared Solinger's on that list. Ugh. Draymond Green's on that list. Draymond's a good one. Doug McDermott's on that list. Oh, my God. No wonder I forgot Doug McDermott. You're laughing at Doug McDermott? Uh, I'm uh, Creighton, Creighton killed me that year. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. That's why. It's personal. Why. Yeah. It's not because, again, not, nothing against Doug McDermott or Greg McDermott. Maybe towards Greg more than more so than Doug. Uh, That's a yeah. good list, though. That's a good five. That, that could be similar to this year as far as talent. Yeah, I mean, and I, 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 if you're, if you're uh, handicapping the, the All-American race, mm. um, I, I certainly... I expect more big guys to be in the hunt than than guards, which is interesting. Yeah, because uh, you know it is a guards game, but is it? Is I guess it? is the question. Mm. That's the question we were posing. Uh, speaking of guards, number nineteen on our list is the <laughs> Greg Guard, Alondo Tucker fallout. That was a good um, transition. I am I am curious to see what happens in Wisconsin. There's a lot going on for for being kind of a an irrelevant basketball team this year. Probably Wisconsin will be. No disrespect to Wisconsin, but you're probably not going to be super relevant this year. Um, there's a lot going on with Wisconsin, with with, with Buzzcut Brad back for his sixth year, seventh year, whatever it is, uh, and then Greg Gard, Alondo Tucker in the offseason. Tate is a story that that we loved, and we love it more now <laughs> because I, it, I'm still not exactly sure what happened. If you mm. if you missed the story, there was a a tape that was leaked to the Milwaukee Sentinel Journal. Is that the newspaper? Yeah, I think uh, so. That there was a, a a a conversation between Greg Gard and the players that uh, was not exactly the most glowing. Um, in terms of like chemistry amongst the, the team of at Wisconsin. Uh, and it, it, it was also edited, which was interesting to everybody. Um, we, we talked about it for a couple shows, I think. We, we got some, some good the run out of it. The gist of it was that Alondo Tucker was kind of angling to be the head coach, right? That's that was like, the theory. That's the theory, yeah. And then Alondo Tucker came out, put a statement out <laughs> that was like, I, not only did I do this, he's like, in fact, when I came to Madison, I didn't even want to coach basketball. I have no interest, like, because everyone was like, Alondo Tucker was trying to form a coup to take over Greg yes. Gard's job. Mm-hmm. And then Alondo Tucker's like, not only do I not want Greg Gard's job, I don't even want to be in a, I don't even want to coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be he here. Ca- he called it quote unquote mistaken assumptions. Yes. And then, and then he put out a, a statement about, uh, he, he defined on Twitter what spin is and how people will spin things and it's propaganda. And uh, mm. I don't know. So I, I was left more confused because I was like, like Alondo Tucker's not coaching anywhere, is he? I don't think no. he has any, maybe, I, I don't know whether that's true or not. I mean, I think like um, there is a world where Alondo Tucker, like uh, he did record this. He, he was trying to form a coup. He got caught. And then now he's pretending, he just like nuked his entire career and he's pretending like he never wanted to be a coach. But I love that. I love if that is in fact the case. I love that. That's the path he went down. That he was like, I have no interest. I not only did I not do it. Like I, if you asked me to be the head coach of Wisconsin, I would say, I would no. say no. Yeah. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to be here. You can't kick me out. I don't even want to be here. I quit. Yeah, Bo Ryan's coming back uh, is Friday really? to the Cole Center. Yeah, that's the really? that's the big news that he's going to get like his little moment in the sun there. So I mean. They're trying. Wisconsin's trying to to bring the the mojo back, but there there's too much distraction with this program, and even with Buzzcut Brad, who's been you know created some continuity. Obviously, they killed North Carolina in the tournament. They have some positives. 
that they can bring from last season. But it doesn't feel like we're talking about anything basketball related because of this off the court stuff. Uh, this this is this is what I think. Uh, I'm landing on this as my final theory as to what happened. I think this was a false flag by Greg Gard. I think Greg Gard recorded the meeting himself. <laughs> I think he leaked it himself, even though uh -huh. it makes him look bad, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> and then I think he planted the story that someone else recorded, like someone was trying to sabotage him. Who would have thought so like, that the whole off season would have been like? people recording each other and like blackmail. So my theory is that he did that. So then that <laughs> way everyone would feel bad for him, that his staff is trying to undermine him. And then he would rally the, the support for him would rally together because uh, the, the, the Greg guard support has been fractured. And even though, mm. as you said, Wisconsin won eight in NCAA, they ended Roy Williams last year. Uh, they ended Roy Williams career. Um, they won the big 10 in 2020. Yeah. Greg guards had like a D he won he went to two sweet 16s out of the gate when he uh, took over at Wisconsin. He's had like a, a few highlights, Tate, and I think he was uh this is a false flag operation where he was trying to just like garner support from everybody to be like, we can't fire Greg Gard. Look how his own coaching staff was treated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now everyone rallies behind Greg Gard and they're like, I hope Greg Gard proves Alondo Tucker wrong and kills it this year. And yeah. Which is weird because, you know, we had some experiences way before this, you know, two or three years prior where we had heard some things about, you know, some players and some resentment with the coaching staff and some not so great things about Greg Gard. But then we heard some other things that were like, that's not true. Greg Gard's actually, you know, it's, it's been a lot of mixed reviews mm -hmm. that have come out of the Greg Gard era, so to speak. And I do think he's trying to nip it in the bud, but. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> they're literally the we'll see program. And and to be honest, like, do, how much are we going to really tap in if they're not good, right? We do. I mean, they're we will gonna, buzz cut Brad, but that's about they're it. They're not going to be. I don't know. It's it's Wisconsin. Back. This, they're back to like, yeah. The, the I don't know. There's but, a lot of people that want us to do good guy, bad guy, Brad guy, so that we can keep buzz cut keep Brad about and Brad? Brad Calipari into the fold, which I I'm a that's fan not a of. Uh, not a bad idea. We'll consider it. We'll consider it. Yeah. That's not, that's not a bad idea. I need Brad uh, to be the one that recorded it, by the way. I want Buzzcut Brad to come on our show and say, I I, I actually am the one who recorded who it. Who recorded it? I think that's the question. Brad. Who recorded, Brad. released the tape? The <laughs> Let's just report been, here that it was Brad. And the then tape we'll has been released, Tate. We want the tapes released. <laughs> but now we need to know who recorded the Co tapes. sign your tapes. Yes. <laughs> Put a name on your tapes. Yes. Uh, what's next on our list? Number 18. And this is a big one because he, uh, he snubbed Coach K. And Duke, and he was supposed to be a five star who went to go play for the Blue Devils um, to play along. Why do you keep looking at Jim, by the way? Because I, I know how much Jim loves Coach K. So I'm, I'm just like, every time I, I throw a little Everybody shot, does. <laughs> That's why my mom has to take you to dinner. Explain it, Jim. She wants to explain to you what Coach K is, who he mm -hmm. is. Number sure, 18 on the list Patrick Baldwin Jr. playing for his dad uh, at UW Milwaukee. Do we care? is the question um, five-star Patrick Baldwin jr. If you didn't see this story, he said, I'm not going to go play for Duke. I'm not going to play for the blue bloods. I'm going to play for my dad. Um, and then he said that he wanted to do this in Milwaukee because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. That was, did his, he really say yeah, that? that was, that was his motivation. That's he said, bullshit. he said, I saw what Giannis brought to the city in Milwaukee and I want to do the same. True. That's what he said. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, I know he said it, but like, come on. <laughs> that, that's what he said. He, he, what do you, what do you, that's not true. He I mean, doubled well, down. He doubled, just like Giannis did. He doubled down and said, I'm a Milwaukee guy. I love Milwaukee. He said, actually, the, it wasn't just Giannis. He, he said, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Giannis were the two reasons he went to go play for UW in Milwaukee. I need. I'm, I'm going to translate that for you. What he meant to say was, <laughs> "I want to good for the brand. I want to play for my dad because I can shoot 40 shots a game, mm. and he's not going to say shit to me because we're not going to be a very good basketball team, and I can do whatever I want. And also, I love my dad, and it'll be fun to just like hang out and be BFF. And I'm going to the NBA anyway, so who cares? Mm. That was his statement, and I think it, it got put through the uh, the PR 
machine and it came out as I want to be the next Giannis or whatever it is you just said. <laughs> the next Giannis. Do you care how many uh, over under 10, nine and a half minutes of UW Milwaukee basketball you will watch this season? Assuming they don't make the NCAA tournament. <laughs> here's their here's their non conference schedule. I'll give you I'll yeah, give you please, some, give me some, the hits. some non conference games to note. Uh, November eighteenth. That's coming up now. I'm watching that at Florida. I'm watching that. I think I'm watching that if it's on TV. I'm but is it going to be on TV? It's going to be on like SECNetworkPlus.com or something. Get on the apps. <laughs> Start streaming for 19.95 a I'm, month. I'm, and subscribe I'm to watch that Patrick Baldwin yeah. versus. The Florida Gators. Uh, Robert Morris at home on December 4th is on ESPNU. That one's on television. If it's on TV, I'm watching. That's <laughs> He's must-see TV. Anyone? I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't. I do not no, believe you. You know why I'm saying this is because I really want to see the draft Knicks, the, the experts, so to yeah. speak, that have watched his tape and what like, will they have watched more of him at UW Milwaukee and more of Luka Doncic in the Euro league? That yeah. will be the real question for me to see how they stand on Patrick Ball. Cause he was, was he, a, he uh, he's going to be like a top 10 guy. Be a top pick. 10 pick. Yeah. Probably a top 10 guys, but I've seen him as high as six. I've seen him as low as 13, 14. Interesting. But he's, he's lottery though. He's a lottery he's guy. A lottery guy. All right. He's supposed to be a lottery guy. You know how this works. <laughs> the other, the other game you could check him out I, at Colorado, uh, Colorado, Colorado. Why do I say? They rad? say Rado. I think they say Rado. Colorado. Um, <laughs> December tenth. Uh, they're playing at Colorado, uh, UW Milwaukee. So those would be like the. That's three. a Pac-12 update. Yeah, those are the three non-conference games you might be able to check. I don't know if that one's on TV either. That's probably on Pac-12 Network. Mm. So that's on the surfing channel. <laughs> Patrick Baldwin Jr. also said his favorite team to play with on 2K, Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> We're not worried about him in Red college flag. basketball. Um, but he's just playing for the next level. And like you said, get your shots with your dad. I mean, I played for my dad. My dad was my coach in baseball and basketball at different times in my life. I love playing for my dad. If your dad was coaching a Division One, if your dad was the head coach. I would have no choice. Really? No choice. If your dad's a head coach at Eastern Carolina and the Tar Heels offer you, where are you going? I, I mean, <laughs> I would have no choice. I, I would, I would, in my heart of hearts, I would think that I was going to go to North Carolina. If your dad's a head coach at Duke and North Carolina offers you a scholarship to play at North Carolina, my dad would going? never sell a where soul. Are going? Where are you going? Never sell a soul. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't sell my soul either. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Moving on, number 17 on our list. This is a big question. This is, this is, this is on everyone's mind. How many NCAA attorney bids are the A-10 getting this year? <laughs> Why are you laughing, dude? You know how much damage control we're going to have to do as a podcast after this one? Explaining to people that we don't hate the small schools? No, I, I love every, this. Every mention of this. any small school, you've laughed. This is the top 25 storylines <laughs> of the season. So I love that the A-10's coming in hot here and everyone's saying, how many bids can they get, right? People are outside yelling at us as we walk into the lot. They're like, how many bids will the A-10 get? I think it's a great question. Obviously, they have the Bonnies, right? That, that we start the Bonnies there. would be the one. Uh, so here's like I'm the reason I bring up the question. I'm not optimistic. I think there might be a one bid league. See, I like Richmond, so they're a two bid league to me. Yeah, Richmond is going to make the tournament. Uh, the the A10. I wrote this down because I, I I forget this all the time. In in 2014, the A10 got six bids. That sounds insane. That sounds that insane. It happened. It happened because for the people at home, VCU. Mm-hmm. Is in that right? I mean, so you got Saint Richmond, DCU, St. Louis, Bonnie's, Davidson. They probably weren't back then, though, in 2014. Were they? Were they, they weren't 18 yet. No. Dayton. Dayton's in there. Yeah. Dayton, Dayton has a shot this year, right? I mean, they're not going to be great, but they have a shot to make the tournament. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to make So they're in the conversation. 
right? Four bids, right? That's what you're, eight you're saying. Four bids at most. Four. This bids. feels like the challenge where, uh, you, <laughs> like, I can name that tune in one note or something, or if I yeah. get to say how many notes, you're like, <laughs> how low can you go? <laughs> I mean, I said, give me four bids. I'm gonna do. I'll I'm take gonna four, do. Uh, I'll take four bids. I think it's two bids. But who is your second bid? Not Richmond. I think I think St. Bonaventure is going to get upset. And um, I think St. Bonnie, I think the Bonnies are the only auto bid. And okay. then they're going to get upset. I agree with that. I think Saint, I think Bonnies. Who everyone's the, the conference tournament? Richmond. Richmond yeah. wins the tournament. Richmond gets in because it's auto bid. By the way, St. Bonaventure. A lot a lot of Richmond, for, you know, friends of the program, um, you know, some former alumnus. They want us to come to the VCU Richmond game this year. When is it? Uh, it's in February, but January or February. It's is in, it? Yeah. So they they want us to be there, and uh, one of the best rivalries in college basketball for people that don't know this, uh, Richmond, VCU. Obviously, when Shaka Smart was there, it was probably more of a you know a draw, so to speak. But always a great game, a lot of bad blood between both programs. So I'm pulling up Richmond at Richmond. VCU February 18th. Shot. Oh, they play twice, duh, because they're both in the 18th. Yeah, so yeah. They got to play twice. I that that takes away from it a little bit. I got to be honest. No, it's Carolina Duke. I know, but you can't be in the same city and play twice. Oof. If you're in the same city, it's it's, just, you got to play once. No, it's a lot of heat up there. You got to play once if you're in the Richmond's same city. Richmond's a good town, too. Jim, you like Richmond. We should, all, we should go. All Throw that's fine and well. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm saying if you're in the same city, you should only play once. <laughs> I like twice. You should only play once. Uh, what else is on the list, Tate? Number six. My God. Oh, we, yeah. When will we get to... Is this, is this it? This has your attention? I think this has... Okay. Uh, everything has had my attention okay. so far. Like, <laughs> even though I'm laughing, I'm having a lot of fun. Number 16, Kyle Smith's Moneyball Experiment at uh, Washington State. And uh, this is... You know, a lot of people were excited about analytics in college basketball. Kyle Smith is the face of analytics. You put this one on the list. Explain, explain this. I literally... So I read all the previews of, you know... Everything sporting news, whatever site, you know, I mean, you go through these, you read the previews. And I kept seeing Kyle Smith Moneyball, Kyle Smith Moneyball. And I'm like dying like because we do the Pac-12 update. I like Kyle Smith. I like what he's been able to do at Washington State. Do but you? <laughs> I do. I, I mean, you know, like I, I appreciate what he's doing. He's trying to turn that program around. But I had no idea that he had the greatest card that you can play on the media, in my opinion, is the Moneyball card, right? Yeah. You say we're we're investing in analytics, we're building a data department out, and immediately the media is on your side. And Kyle Smith has played this card to perfection. As you know, we both worked at The Ringer. The two best movies of all time, according to The Ringer, Social, Social Network, Network Moneyball. Moneyball. Yes. And that's what the general media thinks. And I, yes. no one knows why, but I guess they have the data to prove it. And Facebook has their data, so maybe there's some blackmail extortion situation going on for them to say that Social Network's the best movie of the century. I don't know. But anyways, Moneyball hits, and it hits the right chord, and Kyle Smith is playing it, and he is singing it, and he's strumming it, and I don't even understand it, right, because I'm, I'm reading into it. I'm like, it sounds like he just got, like, an analytics department, basically. Right. But... It's leading to success. I, I saw the it's article. Winning us over. What was it? Sports Illustrated had an article it, about it, everywhere. Any, any, any I read a Sports Illustrated article because you, you put this on the list, and I was like, <laughs> "You were like, I, was, I gotta go check this out." I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Washington State Moneyball. Um, and th there was this quote in the Sports Illustrated article: Wazoo junior guard Noah Williams confirms what appears obvious based on only cursory Google Earth search. On a cursory Google mm. Earth search, quote: "There's literally nothing to do in Pullman." <laughs> That's a quote from one of their better players. Analytics. Uh, and so I think what Moneyball means here is that it's impossible to recruit people here. Um, Washington State is a garbage program in the eyes of many because mm. there's nothing to do in Pullman. They don't give a lot of money to their basketball program. It is not a priority to Washington State. And if you can find like the tiniest bit of success 
a la Dick Bennett, Tony Bennett, then you can get an ACC job, I guess. I don't know. What, what, what is the lesson we're learning here? I think the lesson is if you say Moneyball, the people love it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's going to get picked up. And Kyle Smith, like you said, Washington State, it's not that they don't have history of good players coming there and, you know, some success. But at the same time, it's a <laughs> One tough player. sell. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. But he comes back. Clay comes back. So, I mean, at least that's something. Right? Yeah. They got something to sell. And now they got Moneyball. I, I don't get it. I don't know if it's going to lead success. <laughs> but they look like a fun team this year. Shout out to Kyle Smith. Number 16 on the list. Pac-12 update. That's pretty good. All right. Let's let's get through the uh, number. <laughs> this is falling apart. What, what time's the Champions Classic start? Can we just run? <laughs> I can't wait to watch. Run the tape. Uh, number 15. We, we, we asked this question. What is next for the Miller brothers? And then mm. we found out an answer this morning, Tate. They have a podcast on. Uh, because who doesn't? Are we on the, are we on the, uh, the Douster Goodman network? And we don't know it. <laughs> Is everybody Who, on that? I think everyone, every other college-related podcast is. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the, the we, we want to know what Archie and Sean are up to. They apparently are starting a a, a podcast where they're going to talk about God knows what. I, well, that's not the move. First of all, we're going to yeah, start that's there. not the move. Yeah. What is the move for the Miller brothers? <sighs> the move was to get out of the way. The move was to go away. The move was to to make people want you right. And I think that was. I thought that Sean was doing that because he was like going to the NBA, right? He was going to consult with the NBA. We thought he was going to do Kelvin Sampson. Move, exactly. Where you go, That's the move. You go to the NBA. That's everyone the in college forgets about you. When you come back, mm -hmm. uh, it's it, the, the climate has changed. The, the temperature, as they say yes. these days about politics stuff, like yeah. you got to cool the temperature. Eric turn Musselman the, did this. He, he, yeah. he got away from the, the, the yeah. pressures of the NBA gig. He went to the G League. He hid out for a little while. Yep. And he comes back. Boom. Back on the scene. Nobody yep. remembers. Yep. Yeah. That's the move. That's Always. The move. This is way too forward facing. And you and I know this. You start talking on a podcast. You start maybe saying things that aren't necessarily supposed to be said, especially if you're a guy like Sean Miller, <laughs> who probably has lots of, you know, I, things that have not been said that are on your chest. You know, I wouldn't I mean? worry about that. I would because I shot because Sean and Archie, the, the, like, the reason this is not the move to me is that. Um, they have never at any point in time struck me as media types. No. <laughs> they have not been good interviews. No. They have not been, like the only time they're interesting in press conferences is when they're trying to be so not interesting. Yes. And that's what makes it interesting as to how mm -hmm. boring this is. And when, I never have and yeah. I never will. Yeah. Sean Miller. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think you have to worry about Sean Miller saying too much. In fact, I don't think he's going to say much of anything at all. What's the name of their show, by the way? Miller Time? I don't know. That's got to be Miller Time. Who cares? I can't believe they're doing a pod. I mean, sincerely, the last coach that we had do a podcast was Rick Pitino. Yeah. After everything. No, Coach happened. K had one, didn't he? Coach yeah. Cal had the Cal cast. Like, they're still, co I'm talking about like post downfall. Like, oh, like yeah. podcast was to, their next alternative. To right? repair the image yes. move was Rick Pitino. And that yeah. was with Casamigos branded. That was with like great stories about George Clooney. Yeah. That was a hit. Yeah. You know, and you and I listened to that. We we had a great time. Yeah, like three episodes. Yeah, we listened to it. It was fun. <laughs> and then he got hired to coach basketball in Greece. Back. So like, <laughs> he went to Greece, dude. He's back. He so, did three <laughs> episodes and then got hired to coach basketball. He's like, in Greece. I'm done. Poor Casamigos. Like, we made this investment. Now we get nothing for this. But I I don't know what I don't know who they're angling for here. Like, you know what I mean? Are you trying to get college fans and then yell to their boosters that they need to hire you? Is that yeah. the plan? We gotta we gotta move on from that. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about actual basketball because uh, I who cares? Like the Miller, like I was I was I was curious to see how the Miller brothers are gonna pop up, and then mm. seeing them um, 
that that's not the move. That's not what I was hoping for. I was. Are I was you disappointed? Hoping, I'm very disappointed. Me too. Yeah. Whoever's whoever's advising the Miller, like this was not the move in terms of like getting back your foot. Because like Archie's move is is 100. percent Go get a job at a tiny high school in North Carolina, and Gardner Webb, and wait for the NC State job to open. That's the move. Just wait for the NC State job. Just well, wait. Mean, maybe. Yeah. Just wait. Sean. One or Sean. Two years. Like Archie doesn't have to repair his image. No. Sean, Sean has to repair. Like no one's gonna want to hire Sean. Per se, you, but if you give it time and you like you work, you you have to repair the image. Archie doesn't really have to repair; he just kind of has to like wait and and take the right job at the right time. And the right job, like you said, is NC State. Because do you know what NC State fans love more than hating North Carolina? Everett Case and Everett Case coached the Hotshot Hoosiers at Indiana, and then he came down south and coached at NC State, and then he recruited Storm and Norman Sloan, and then Norm Sloan took over after him, and he was his point guard. Archie Miller is a point guard on NC. I mean. He would be beloved at NC State. <laughs> beloved. Beloved. At NC State. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and, and get through this together. We can. I swear we can get through this. We're so close. Everyone likes a great deal, like savings, markdowns, and lunch specials. But when it comes to car insurance, we know the right place. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates for your ride. Your friends don't have to have a connection or call in a favor. State Farm offers options like insuring your ride and your home, getting you great rates on both. Now that is a deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Edmunds. Buying a car is a major financial commitment, and it's often an overwhelming process. Edmunds has been taking the stress out of the entire car shopping process for over 50 years, and they've been keeping track of everything happening in the market to help you shop with confidence. You can get all vehicle appraisals and learn the power of your trade-in value as a negotiation tool with Edmunds. Over 50 years of car shopping advice and price guidance all in one place. Edmunds gives you resources for every part of the process of buying or selling your car. Use their online tools to build your budget or calculate your financing options. Ensure any listing is a fair deal with built-in deal ratings. Get a free online appraisal in under one minute with options for a real cash offer from a participating dealership and no personal information is required. You can spend less time stressing at dealerships and get most of the shopping done without leaving home. Once you know how much your trade-in value is worth, you can set your budget and start searching for your new and used vehicles near you. Car shopping can be stressful. Edmunds is here to help. Visit Edmunds.com to get your free online appraisal today and start searching for vehicles in your area. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S.com. Edmunds. For cars, there's Edmunds. A T-Mobile for business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they've become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan so you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for business. Dell's Black Friday event has arrived, and it's the perfect time to step up your creativity. With early access savings up to $300 off PCs, it's Dell's biggest sale of the year. Get more into what you're into with the latest XPS and Alienware systems featuring Intel Core processors. Save on top monitors, docks, and accessories, all with free shipping, plus great financing from Dell Preferred Account. Call 800-BUY-DELL for Black Friday deals. That's 800-BUY-DELL. All right, number 14 on the list, Tate. Uh, I thought this would be funny. I was thinking of a, a fun little prank because Mike Boynton mm. um, has shot up my power rankings very quickly of coaches that I beloved, that, that are beloved, uh, as you said, beloved. About, Archie, about Archie Miller. Um, coaches that I go to war for. Mike Boynton, he, he was mm. on the show, wasn't he? Yeah. During the NCAA tournament. He was great. Yeah. yeah we had a good he told us that. not to jinx him. Yeah, that's right. And then we did. <laughs> and then we did. Yeah. Yeah, and then they lost to Oregon State. Yeah. They had the but final But it turns out it right wasn't there. a jinx because Oregon State was better than people thought, right? They had the final four right in front of them because they had to beat Oregon State. Yeah. They would have had to beat Oregon State. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. 
Oregon State, uh, uh, no, they lost to Oregon State in the Sweet 16. They would have beat right? Houston. Had to play, they yeah. would have played Oregon State, then like Loyola, then Houston or something like that to get yeah. to the final. Oh my God, dude. With Cade, with, with the number Cade. one pick. <laughs> oh, no. After they dodged blew it. the ban of this now that they're dealing with now. I mean, yeah. they, they skated it last year. They skated it last year. They did not skate it this year. And so I was thinking to myself, you know what would be funny as a little zinger, a little prank, a little gotcha on the NCAA? What if Oklahoma State went undefeated this year? Oof. Wouldn't that be good? They Oof. should try to do that. I don't know if Mike Boyd's <laughs> considered that. Do yeah. That. Don't you think so? Jim, is that a good idea? It's like a great if you're idea. Oklahoma State, like, because you're, because you're kind of. the locker room, he's like, guys, I got a good idea. No, you're mm-hmm. kind of powerless. You're like, I mean, like, they, they banned us from the NCAA tournament. Like, how do we fight back? Mm. That, what if you just went undefeated? I don't know. Then you're champs. Smart. Smart. That's what I would do. <laughs> and then, like, now you're champs. Now you can hang a banner. No one can tell you shit. Mm. I don't know. Just something to consider. Yeah. So I put that at number 14. I like so. that a lot. And he also said, you know, like they're mad, right? I mean, that was the whole point. Mike Boyd yeah. did this press conference. He calls out the NCAA and says, we're mad and we're going to play angry. So sh- the best way to take out that rage is to go undefeated. What if uh, JMU and Oklahoma State just play a best of seven series at the end of the year? Okay. And and then yeah. crown, winner crowns themselves winner crowns national themselves. champs. Yeah. It's a very Butler situation, 1924. They just hang the banner. And they say we are the champs. You really, you do not forget a single slight against North Carolina that's ever existed. <laughs> 1924 <laughs> Butler. I can't believe they hung a banner. There's not a agree. there's not a person on planet Earth that knows that Butler won the 1924. There's not a person still that's, alive. There's not a person. No, no I'm just there's not saying. a Butler fan on Earth ago. that knows that they have a banner hanging. I can't in, believe they have the banner hanging. But Tate remembers it because he walked in and saw it. He's like, <laughs> you can't do that. Yes. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Did, did North Carolina win the 24 yes. NCAA tournament? Yes, we claimed that. The, okay. There's an NCAA the Helms, tournament. The Helms fan, actually, oh. we don't claim it. The Helms fan, whatever they are, Helms Foundation. Oh, my God. Get me through this last 13. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 13 on our list. Uh, I, I wanted, This is a more of a PSA than anything else. The SEC is actually a great basketball conference now, Tate. Mm. And I think people need to understand that because um, it, it, it happened, I wouldn't say quickly, um, it, it really feels like Nate Oates and Eric Musselman are the final guys that pushed this over the edge, that made this a reality, that the SEC is like a legit. They got the coaches. Because the, for the longest time uh, in, in college basketball, and you know this, the SEC was Kentucky, then Florida, then Billy Donovan gets to Florida, and it's now Kentucky and Florida. Then Tennessee was like relevant for, you know, like the Bruce Pearl era was, was obviously good, and Rick Barnes has had good teams, and um, Tennessee is in the mix. Uh, I'm, you know, and, and then other than that, it's like, certain teams sprinkled out throughout like Arkansas, as we know, won a title in 1994. LSU has had good teams, good players throughout the years. Um, but it's been like spring, but like at, by and large, when you're talking about the conference, it's obviously Kentucky. Yeah. And then there was Florida. And then it was just kind of like, who's the third best team, I guess. Like, it's a was, one team or two team league. Usually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's how we've always thought about the SEC. And now in 2021, we've arrived at a point where the SEC is very, very deep. The SEC is very, very good. And the SEC is also investing a ton of money, a ton of attention into being a great basketball conference. And that's exactly what they are. And and you look at like the landscape of how many of these teams could make the NCAA. So the last three tournaments, they got eight bids three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. The last three tournaments, they got eight bids, seven bids, and they got six bids last year. Um, this year, I don't know. Kentucky's making it probably. We'll, we'll talk about Kentucky more in a second. Uh, Tennessee's, Maybe. Tennessee's making it, right? Tennessee's Arkansas, Bama, yep. Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Uh, Florida. Uh, Florida is, you know, like. They're like on the line. They'll make it. LSU, yeah. Mississippi State, like all these teams, mm-hmm. they, 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 they could 
conceivably get it seven, eight, nine bids, whatever it is, which isn't groundbreaking, you know, like I know the big East got a ton the, the, the one year and, and the big tens gotten 10 or whatever one year. But, uh, um, for the SEC, that's that's pretty crazy to think about. That like every single year we're going into a season now, and you're like, yeah, the SEC has like three or four teams that can make a Final Four, which is usually not how it works. Yeah, and it usually doesn't work that way in recruiting too. Like that's the big difference. They're that killing we've seen. recruiting. Yeah, like they're ki- they killed the NBA draft. This past draft we had <laughs> exactly. was like half but, the first round was SEC guys. I mean, Bruce Pearl being in a ditch, you know, for Isaac Okoro being picked to the Cavs with the sixth pick or whatever it was. I mean, that was a moment in time that kind of signaled a watershed moment a little yeah. bit in the SEC. I mean, they are a basketball conference. They are investing, like you said, into basketball. Their fans know that, you know, it's it's worth their time. To, yeah. you know, the juice is worth the squeeze if we really want to be a great program. You look at Alabama. They love Nate Oates. They're like, yes, we we are all about this. Arkansas, I mean, of course, they Alabama's love Alabama's a Pitt. basketball school, as, as first reporter yeah, on we, Titus We Tate. told Jim yeah. Cunningham that last yeah. week. Auburn, I mean, they are all in on Bruce Pearl. They yep. love Bruce Pearl. They love Walker Kessler. They love what they're doing there. And obviously with Sharif Cooper and some of these guys, they brought in Isaac Okoro, like I just said. So in general, the SEC is here. To so party. if you're, if you're, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think through like SEC fandoms. If I'm a fan of these programs, who am I not happy about? Like right now, who, who, who is saying like, I don't like the direction of our program, Georgia, Georgia, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Vanderbilt can't really say that because they have Jerry Stackhouse. So like yeah. Vanderbilt would be an answer, but Florida, I don't think so. Florida, definitely. Florida's probably upset. Florida, Georgia, yep. Missouri, Missouri made the tournament. Missouri was good. They're going to be garbage this year, I think. But last, like Missouri, Missouri, you kind of yeah, you know, you know your place. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Missouri's more about <laughs> football. Like, seriously, I, I mean, weirdly enough. So. But I don't think Missouri's going to be very good this year. So I could see, like Missouri's a proud basketball program. Usually, same, traditionally, usually, yeah. I'm sure they're fine. They're, they'll know. be all right. Um, South Carolina's not very good. Or have, have we lost has but Frank I, Martin lost the ship? See, I think Frank Martin making that final four gave him like a five to 10 year window of but isn't, wasn't a 20, 2017 final so four for five years. You know what I'm saying? I think like right now is when it comes back around. Like they've let him slide for five years and now yeah, Frank now probably gets yeah. the conversation again. Uh, Mississippi state is happy though. Very happy. They're, they're loving they're where, killing where it. they're at. LSU Get, fans yeah. are delighted. Beloved, <laughs> as you said, Will Wade is beloved by LSU fans. Uh, uh, obviously, Arkansas and Bama fans are are going nuts. They're the one two yeah. of like hype, and maybe yeah. Auburn's right up there too. Yeah, you know, in terms of like our two. coach can do no wrong. Exactly. Where we're, yeah, yeah, we expect Eric to win Musselman, national championships. Eric Musselman can sign a guy who's like a two and a half star recruit. And if he makes a video of him losing his mind at his house and popping champagne bottles, mm. Arkansas fans will go nuts. Crazy. Just be like, I can't believe we got this kid. <laughs> and it's like Eric Musselman's son <laughs> is like walking onto the team or something. Like, <laughs> but they don't care. They don't like, care. We, we got another one. Let's go. Um, Kentucky fans? I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk. Save Kentucky. We're going to talk about Kentucky. In a That's second. a different conversation. We're going to talk about Kentucky. They second. might be in the Georgia. Uh, yeah. So SEC killing it. SEC is awesome, mm-hmm. which brings us to point number twelve. <laughs> You've been waiting to number get this 12, point off the I, entire I, I, show. I need you to defend your conference. <laughs> I won't defend it. At number twelve, things we're monitoring. People are saying the ACC is dying. Tate, you're hearing it more and more. Um, the ACC last year, as a reminder, Virginia won the league. Literally nobody remembers that because mm-hmm. nobody watched ACC basketball last year. Duke loses two games at home. Coach K tries to cancel the entire season. Mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson opts out of, of the season for Duke. Carolina was an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, the ACC's best, the best seed they get in the NCAA tournament, Virginia and Florida State each get four seeds. Um, <laughs> we're now coming into the, the following season, Tate. 
Mm. Duke is the only team in the top 15, top 16, top, where do you want to draw the line? 18? Don't do it at 19 because that's where Carolina is. In the AP poll, <laughs> yeah. there's only one team in the ACC mm -hmm. that's like, that people think has any shot at winning a national title. It's Duke. <laughs> the ACC has, has, which is even more ridiculous. Two of the last 12 Big Ten <laughs> ACC challenges have been won by the ACC after winning 10 in a row to start the event. Yeah. They've won two of the last 12. Is the ACC dying? Mm. Are we seeing the final that Coach K's retiring? <laughs> I need, Roy I need the John ja Moran jersey when it was like F12. Like, that's my thoughts on this number 12. <laughs> that's what Make I, the case. <laughs> no, I mean, look, the ACC is obviously the best basketball conference has always been there's there's no we win national championships we have the best players to ever play the game but you're right last year was abysmal and not having Roy Williams the best coach in the conference for the past decade hurts mm -hmm. and Tony Bennett has a lot of pressure on him to kind of keep things going because coach K he's leaving us you know and now Leonard Hamilton Jim Beheim, Mike Bray I mean these are the second these are the tier two tier three guys that are now bumping up to tier one, it's not a promising situation. You know what I mean? And I think what this season has to be for the ACC is guys like Hubert Davis, right, have to make their stamp on the league. They have to. And if they don't, then they're really how in do you, trouble. How do you make your stamp? You, how, how does the conference as a you whole? You wreck Purdue. Because I know that you, you wreck Villanova. Like, you win out-of-conference games. Like, you, you Wait, win no, games that no, you no, haven't the, 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 You're talking about North Carolina. We're going to talk about North Carolina. No, I'm second. just saying. You're that, talking about North Carolina. I'm talking about yeah. the whole ACC. Yeah, yeah. Well, the I'm ACC about, is dictated by North Carolina and Duke. Okay. So your plan to fix the ACC is just North be Carolina to be good. Be great. No, not be good. Be great. That's the fix. Is to be great. If so, if North Carolina is great, you think that fixes all everything? Okay. Yeah, that's it's a trick. It's trickle down curious. economics. That's shocking. That the, you came it's to that the, it's trickle down economics from the top. North Carolina, Duke, they do well. But the 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 unfortunate part this year, you mentioned that Duke is the only team in national title conversations early on. Yeah, I'm not even sure they should be in those conversations. So, like in theory, in reality, there are no teams. So you think the, the ACC is worse than I do? Yeah, no, I'm saying like in reality, I don't. I don't even think there's one team that's in that the, conversation. And the only teams that I think could be in that conversation, there's three really. There's Florida State that I think could jump into that conversation. I have to see what these freshmen look like, but we know they have a lot of talent. Duke could yes. jump into that conversation. Yes. I, I think we're crowning them way too early. And North Carolina could jump into that conversation. You know, all things considered. So there are three teams that really have a chance. Virginia is always going to be in the conversation. But, I mean, Georgia Tech, no. They're mm -hmm. not it this Clemson. year. Clemson, no. Virginia mm -hmm. Tech is the only team on the outside looking in that I, I like Virginia Tech a lot. Maybe Notre Dame surprises some people, but you can't put your your stock into Notre Dame. It's going to be a... It's going to be an average year, a mediocre year in the ACC. But so how do you Not feel, dying. So how do you feel mediocre. about the health of the league moving forward? No, I mean, it's, I said this is the year. You got to make a statement. This is a statement year. And if you're not making statements, year four comes quickly, Titus. And then we have expectations. And Hubert Davis enters year four, and I don't see statements. So you think so? The 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 not fate, gonna be fun. The fate of the entire conference, not just North Carolina <sighs> as a program, but mm. the, the fate of the entire ACC rests on Hubert Davis's shoulders. Is what you're saying? At some level, yes. <laughs> I love it. At some level. Not John Shire at all? I mean, it will. Yeah. Next year. It will be yeah. on him, too. Okay. It's on, the, it's on the leaders. Tony Bennett is obviously a big part of this, and he's operating on an island, and we like having Tony there, and he's, he's you know building his own path, but he doesn't care about the ACC. He cares he about Virginia. Okay. He cares about. It sounds like you don't care about the ACC. No, I do care, like about care about the ACC. Carolina. And Duke. 
So if Duke saw, if if Duke misses every tournament, are you, you're you're happy about that? Obviously. But what in the future? Yeah, yeah. Moving forward? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be bad for the ACC. <laughs> the ACC would be dying. You got to have a yin and a yang, you know. You got to have yeah. one or the other. You got to have two teams from the same place competing for the same thing. Uh, worst preseason Kim Palm average among all the major conferences. Hang that banner, man. The ACC, the top, the top six, the big six conferences. The power I think they should. They this is the year that you look into bringing Maryland back. I really think Br- that. bring Maryland back. I think to the Maryland's ACC. important. I yeah. think we want Maryland back. For all the Maryland fans that think I'm a hater, we I want see it the other way. Back. I think I think Carolina gets off the sinking ship. Carolina do come to the Big Ten. <laughs> you want I mean. us? You that's want us? I respect what? that. Yeah, that's why I think I think Jim Delaney, mm. Manifest Delaney, <laughs> bring Carolina and Duke. He mm-hmm. always wanted to do it. He's a Carolina guy. Mm-hmm. He wanted to bring Carolina and Duke to the Big Ten, make it happen. And uh, and and who do we have now? ACC. Jim Phillips, right? That's a, that's yeah. the new Jim. Yeah, Northwestern guy. A lot of Jims. Northwestern guy can mm-hmm. uh, finesse yeah. it. Uh, all right, number eleven. Go oh. ahead. <clears throat> Sorry, I just had to throw up a little bit in my mouth. Number eleven, Walker Kessler, out to prove the character counts at Auburn. Um, this is number 11 on the list. This is a five-star player, mm-hmm. a guy that we thought we're going to, you know, going to be a star at North Carolina at certain points last year, the off season, you know, there are a lot of, you know, mixed reports. Who's the reason why Roy Williams left his job. I don't think it was Walker Kessler's fault, but that was some of the, you know, conversations. Is, that, is that the prevailing theory that Walker Kessler was, was the bitching domino. about he was the final domino? Did he transfer before Roy yeah. retired? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> he he is he is in the conversation. Um, not even necessarily about him, but you know, just like the the conversations that were had. And uh, you know, he goes to Auburn. Um, he had a concussion early on in the offseason. He's back practicing hundred percent. They say he looks great. He's on the Kareem Abdul Jabbar watch list for the season. Mm-hmm. Walker's gonna have a great year at Auburn, and Auburn's gonna be a really good basketball team. And it's gonna hurt to watch. Yeah. It's gonna hurt to watch. How do you feel about Walker Kessler in general? What do you mean? Like, is he is he hated or is he like a guy that you're like, I get why you had to do what you had to do. I don't get why you had to do what he oh, had to do. Oh, you don't. I don't okay. get it. But I but, but I was also, he gonna was he gonna play with Baycott if he came back? They were gonna both start? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. That would have been the plan. He would have started at the four. It would have been Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Because that was the other thing. Like Walker Kessler, he was getting recruited by Gonzaga. It could have been Timmy, Chet. Kessler, those are three tall white dudes. I mean, those are yeah. that was going to be a lanky team, and now you know he's at Auburn. I think he's the piece they needed, uh, you know, in the post for them. So he's going to have a really good year, but it's going to be it's going to hurt to watch. And uh, I'm going to take credit when he goes to the you know next level in the NBA. Like he's going to be a Carolina guy in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have that check mark, but it's going to be tough. Do you think Walker Kessler uh, when he posts on Instagram, big dub, and he, it's uh, him flexing? And hitting his his bicep on an and one because Auburn just beat like, you know, Towson or something in mm-hmm. some non conference game, and he puts that on his Instagram. Uh, is Caleb Love double tapping that? Yeah, is, yeah. Is Armando Baycott the, the team all likes him? They do. They're okay. all still friends. Yeah. They say that's it, tough, it, it, and they got the the steam emoji yeah. coming out of the nose. No, emoji. when he We're put up that. his okay. graphic, like his Photoshop <laughs> graphic with his like huge arms from Auburn, like all the Carolina oh, guys okay, were in okay, the comments. Yeah. They're like. Smoke, you know, smoke, smoke. out the nose, <laughs> smoke you know, out the nose. like free smoke at Auburn. You know, they were is that the, that. is that how you describe that emoji? It's smoke I, out the nose. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> smoke out the nose. <laughs> but yeah, they're fired up. <laughs> it's gonna be a long year with Walker Kessler at Auburn, though. I mean, yeah. with Bruce Pearl. I mean, you know how. 
Well, dude, yeah. for, forget about the past. Let's focus on the present, which brings us to number 10. Oof. Um, this has less to do, like, you're, I'm going to let you talk about Carolina, but I just wanted to call attention to this because, uh, mm. again, this is when our show's at the best, at its best. Mm. Uh, at number 10, Tate has officially talked himself into North Carolina, mm. which is uh, fantastic news for, for all the fans at home because, uh, you know, we, we every, every single person that listens to the show and works on the show and has, mm. pays any attention to the show knows where this is headed except for Tate. And, uh, we love that. We, mm. it, it's all, it's all awesome. The last time that I, bo- the, the last time that I bought in, uh, was 2019. North Carolina was a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Kobe white was the point guard. Cameron mm-hmm. Johnson was the star transfer in Nasir little, another five-star freshman on this team. And I believe Titus, I thought mm-hmm. we were destined to go back to the final four as we do most final fours in NCAA history. That's just what I thought. And from there, Kobe White leaves. Garrison Brooks becomes the star of the team. This is the darkest period I consider in North Carolina basketball history. I know a lot of people are going to point to early 2000s, but at least then we we knew we had no hope, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Garrison Brooks was a, a cancer. The Stillman White era wasn't the the. I was there for that. That was not the darkest. Stillman White won a national championship. <laughs> okay. People forget this. Okay. That was a bright era. Okay. Um, but. The really? Matt Doherty year one. Eight and 20 was a tough time, that but I was a kid. Time. But that wasn't an era. That was a season. That was a season, and we okay. also knew. We went to the blue-white game. We saw Brian Morrison and Adam Boone, and we said, wow. Okay. Not going to be good. So yeah. that was that was a dark period. Right now, I got to figure out who Hubert Davis is, right? I, I want to know who Hubert is as a coach. I know who he is as a man. I know who he is as a Carolina <laughs> basketball guy. I get all that. But I think this year, I'm going to see what this team looks like. We're shooting a lot more threes. Because you you said it earlier, we figured out three is more than two. Yeah, Roy Roy Williams always played the percentages right. He was like, "I'll let him shoot threes, dadgum it, but we're gonna get that rebound. We're gonna start that fast break." Hubert Davis says, "I don't want them to shoot those threes. We're gonna close out on these guys, and we're also gonna shoot a lot more threes ourselves." Yeah, so it's gonna be an interesting time. Do you, do you think Hubert's gonna have a tough time convincing Carolina fans? Like, if you, if you guys lose a couple out of the gate, mm. like don't give up yet. Just give a time because I, I I imagine there would be a lot of Carolina fans that are like, what are we doing here, Hubert? Go mm-hmm. back to Roy's way of uh, just throwing up bricks and and playing volleyball in the glass. Yes, having our big men exactly. on the floor. Exactly. I mean, yeah. literally defensive rebounding <laughs> defensive that, that, rebound. and make your free throws. That's Carolina <laughs> yeah. basketball. Yeah. Um, and, and that is, I think, a lot of people want to see that. Right. Yeah. That's what we're here for. So if you don't get that and you lose. How big of a crisis are we going to have on our That's my concern life? as yeah. well. My yeah. concern is that we we take 33s in a game and we lose to Boston College and people yeah. are like, what is what going is on? Yeah, yeah. And that could be terrible. But you're drinking the Kool-Aid overall. Not only am I drinking the Kool-Aid, Titus, I'm chugging the Kool-Aid because I love Hubert Davis. And I think like there's only one coach that could get Leaky Black to buy in and it was Hubert Davis, right? I mean, I look yeah. at this roster, there's a lot of seniors um, there's a lot of, you know, talent that I think has been untapped in some spots, like an RJ Davis, a Kerwin Walton. Mm-hmm. I think those guys take the leap. Got some young freshmen that I'm fans of. And then Armando Baycott is a star. Caleb Love should be a star. Play like a star. And then we everything is fine. That, that's how I feel about this team. They have the talent. Hubert Davis, he has them believing. All they've talked about is banners. That's all we're talking about. Championships. That's all we care about. Final fours and championships. You got a lot of them in the Dean Dome. Exactly. You hang a banner for anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. Hubert <laughs> Davis, he just pointing up. He, that's all I think he does at practice. He's just like pointing up Jim, at the Have you banners. ever been to the Dean Dome? No. Dude, oh, they wow. got a million banners. Hey? They every If you played, if you average mm. more than 10 points a game at Carolina, you get your jersey put up in the rack. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. 
Am I wrong? No. <laughs> All ACC on. Does Hansbro have his number up? Of oh, course. of course. Yeah. Dude, Bobby Fraser has his number up. No. No. Isn't that Tate's I wish. mom? <laughs> Bobby Fraser. I wish I wish Bobby Fraser had his jersey up there, friend of the program. But you know, look, all I will say, you're right. My heart's probably gonna get broken. That that's how but I'm I'm okay. What what to is love again? What, what, I am, I am well, back. Well tell us the expectation. Put it out there. Put put your heart out there. Tell tell the America final what your four. expectation your expectation is final four. My, my, anything not, less than a not, final four is a heartbreak. No, I mean not anything less is a heartbreak, but I'm saying like my what I expect to see at the end of this year is North Carolina and New Orleans. <laughs> at the plane? Playing or like visiting, like and watching. If Hubert Davis is there winning coach of the year or something like that, then that's good too. But uh, I expect to see North Carolina in New Orleans. All right. All right. There it is. Uh, number nine on the list, sticking to the ACC, our last little ACC oh. one I wanted to uh, ask you, because uh, I want to get your take on this too, Tate. How healthy is the Virginia basketball brand in general? Because um, that's a great question. I don't want to talk about this team this year. Uh, I, I'm sure Virginia fans wish we would, but I'm just more curious the overall. Um, does Virginia won the 2019 national title, as we know. 2020 tournament gets canceled. 2021, their first game since winning the national title, they get upset by Ohio. Uh, 2021, they they win the ACC, um, but nobody cares. Nobody remembers. The ACC sucked last year. Mm-hmm. Virginia was a four seed. My question to you is: Is the Virginia b- basketball brand does it still resonate? Do you still do? Is it the most feared brand in the ACC currently? Mm-hmm. Do you go into every eight season of ACC basketball and say, "I don't know why everyone's talking about Paolo Benchero and Duke. I don't know why everyone's talking about Hubert Davis in North Carolina." Mm-hmm. What we should be talking about is Charlottesville because all roads go through Charlottesville yes. in ACC basketball as they have for years and years under Tony Bennett. Is that still true, or is the Virginia is our cracks starting to show in, in Virginia basketball? Would you say? I think every ACC fan will give them their respect. I think every ACC fan will say all roads go through Charlottesville. Yeah. That is that is where the ACC is run through right now. I think every ACC fan will say that. But I think nationally, nationally, there's a UMBC game that, that has a taste. No matter what they... No, no ma- one cares that they won the title. Nobody. They, yeah, yeah. You know this. Yeah. You know that they still remember UMBC and talk about it as if it wasn't righted the next year because they don't. it's not one-to-one. And then the fact they lost to Ohio... Like kind of double confirmed, like the oh, it was a fluke. They they're saying twenty nineteen was a blip. That's what that's what the national media wants you to think. So I really think that's the split, right? The the brand is revered and feared mm-hmm. in ACC country, but nationally, there's like a little bit of that. Eh. I think I'm with you because Virginia being twenty fifth to start the season. Like Disrespect. Three- Preseason polls are based on nothing. Like we know this. Preseason polls are stupid. They they it's just like it, it's more of a reflection on which coaches have respect and which programs have respect. Yes. Which is why year in and year out, Duke and Kentucky and Kansas and Carolina, no matter what they bring back talent wise, they're gonna be in the top twenty five because people don't pay that much attention. They're just like we respect the programs. Yeah. Here you go. Five stars. Here's, here's five go. stars. Go ahead. Take yeah. it, take it, take it. Uh, Virginia being 25 was shocking to me because I, I felt like Tony Bennett. And that, that's why I said uh, when we were talking about Chris Beard um, a couple shows ago that I feel like Chris Beard has replaced Tony Bennett as the coach that gets the blind respect yeah. in that regard. Mm-mm. Where it's just like, Chris Beard will figure it out. Here, Texas, take a, take a number two vote for me for the AP poll. Go. I got Gonzaga, Texas in my AP poll. Go. Take it. There you go, Chris Beard. Tony yeah. Bennett, no, nah, I don't care about you anymore. You get, you're, you're 25th. That's which, what it feels like, yeah. Which is wild because Tony Bennett, after 2019, when he won the title, it felt like a coronation, right? It felt mm-hmm. like everyone was like, this guy's at the table. Give him his flowers. Give him his respect. 
He's the best coach in college basketball. Him or Jay Wright, you know, one or two, whichever one you like. It's one A, one B. Yep. You pick, and then somehow, like now, you said, the, now P, you the do PR it again. isn't out there. Yeah, yeah. now now you got to do it again. Now he's now now he's. I mean, it's already had. It's been two years. He, he had one NCAA, one NCAA tournament since they won the title, um, and I think we've already arrived at the uh, what Jim Beheim has to go through. Yeah, what John Calipari has to go through. What Bill Self goes through. Which is like, what's cool, next? you won it that one time, but yeah. like, when are you going to do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> are we already there with Tony Bennett? I, I honestly think the 2020 tournament not happening hurt them a little bit as far as, you know, the last time we saw them, they get upset again by a program that people are, you yeah. know, like, it's just bad PR. Yeah. If you actually are watching them like an ACC fan, and you see them up close, you won't know problems. Did it, wasn't last year they lost to uh, San Francisco, too, to start yeah. the season, right? The yeah, Dons. That early, that early. That's right. Yeah, so they started the season losing to San Francisco. They end the season oh, losing the, to, to Ohio. No one paid attention in between when they won the ACC. Exactly. That's tough. I don't know what Tony could do to get more of the respect. You know what I mean? Maybe he goes on like a you know a TNT or whatever it is and does the show. Some, that would be great. <laughs> he should come on the show. But he goes on like TNT with Charles Barkley. You know what I mean? He does like some NBA mm. mm. kind of kissing up. He might <laughs> he might need to do some of that to get some of the love. Can you imagine inside the NBA he comes back after <laughs> Sixers Celtics mm. in between the Sixers Celtics and Warriors Lakers game? Nets game. Some... He talks about Joe Harris. Yeah, that's what it it's is. A Nets game. And he comes... oh, Pacers game. He talks about Malcolm <laughs> Brogdon. We're here with Tony Bennett. Yeah. Every NBA fan would be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, Charlotte Hornet Tony Bennett. <laughs> Get out of here. What's next on the list? Number eight on the list. This is for Chris Vernon. Amani Bates versus Jalen Duran in the battle for Chris Vernon's heart. Um, and uh, this is going to be the show showdown of the year, really. I think we both know what the right answer is already. It's Jalen, right? I mean, yeah. Amani, Amani is the next LeBron, but Jalen is actually the best player on this team. I think so. I think I think Verno's even punted on Amani. He, I don't think he would want me to say that publicly, but... Uh, I think Verno's already punted on. Are Amani. you serious? The man I think who came he has. on our show like he came yelling on, at yes, us about yes. YouTube.com I, and Amani Bates is already I punted think, on it. I think. I, listen, I'm not. I'm not reporting. This isn't a scoop. I'm not reporting this. I'm just reading the vibes. Um, and he came and, on our show, basically threatened us if we didn't watch. Yes, Amani Bates and what videos. I'm telling you is, in talking to Vernon since then. Verno. So has, what you're saying is that he actually had not watched YouTube.com. He did not actually watch YouTube. <laughs> so he, no, he was saying, he was, like, I might as well check that out before I send them on that. Yeah. No, he was giving me orders <laughs> and to report back to him. And I was like, Verno, I, I went to the Monty Bates okay. YouTube.com. Uh, not that impressed. A lot of traveling. Yeah. But Verno is very high because I can already feel the pivot happening. I'm talking to him about Memphis. He's already mm. pivoting away from Monty and towards Jalen Duran. And uh, I don't think that's. A coincidence. I think there's some. I think there's mm. something going on there. So I think I think Jalen Duran is going to be his guy. By is Jalen Duran seven foot tall? Is he, was he six ten, six eleven? I don't know. Let's look it up. Go to YouTube.com. Uh, yeah, I guess I should go to YouTube.com. I mean that. I want to. I want to know how big he is. Six eleven. Uh, he's six eleven. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. basically seven foot. So that's what's up. He he's got first top five potential. I I saw Verno and when we were at Ole Miss a few weeks ago. Uh, I went to the Grizzlies game, season opener, Grizzlies Cavs. Mm. I see Verno, and again, this is uh this is off the record, so we're not we're not putting this in the podcast. I'm just telling you this. Yeah, you know, it's off the record. This won't be. We'll, we'll definitely cut this. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Verno, and I just I, I go, hey, Imani Bates. Uh, so the the combine numbers. Mm. It's got to be concerning, right? Yes. And you you know what he said to me? He goes, Jalen Duran. Oh, so he just YouTube.com. This is a grown man. He pivoted. This is a this is not a he's a freshman, Titus. He's a freshman. But he's a grown man. 
And I was like, what about Amani Bates? He goes, Jalen Duran, YouTube.com. Gross. This is gross. So there you go. This is honestly, this is disrespectful to our program. He came on our show <laughs> yelling nonsense about a player that cannot even literally get a shot off without traveling. Got our fans all hyped up on him and then immediately jumps off the bandwagon. But I will say Jalen Duran, if you go to YouTube.com. Is he sick? He's pretty <laughs> okay, okay, so. All right, He's jacked out. out of his mind, dude. All right, He's like, all right. Yeah, so I, I, we're Jalen Duran be... guys on this show. I, I like Imani Bates. I just. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to say these things. No, that's it's okay just, to be like I don't like Imani. No, like, like, I like Imani Bates. I, I'm going to go on record. I don't like Imani Bates. Oh, see, I I'm like, not cheering for I'm him to fail. I'm on the record. I like him. But uh, Imani Bates <laughs> has checked every box of the uh, the the new age basketball player. Yeah, that, like that you don't you know, want. That you team. don't want. Yeah, you just don't want that. He is yeah. like when a coach says like there's an AAUification yes. of basketball, and you think like, like what, what does you, that what are you mean? About? Yeah. You show like his highlight. Like I get it. Go to YouTube.com and type in Imani Bates. You get it. You see it. <laughs> and that's what it is. Uh, all right. Up next on the list, number seven. Ooh. John Calipari swears that last season was a blip, not a bomb. I love and that. And that Kentucky is back. Uh, so now let's talk about the Kentucky Wildcats. We were talking about the SEC earlier. We, yeah. we purposely did not want to talk too much about Kentucky because I knew this was coming, Tate. Um, what say you? Was it a blip or was it a bomb? Because Kentucky, against Miles College in their exhibition game, was down at half, was struggling throughout, the Wildcats end up winning by like nine, I want to say, 80 to 71 against Division II Miles yes. College. Uh, which, by the way, Miles College, I looked this up because I'm, I'm a journalist. This is what I do. Yeah. Miles College is like not even, it's not even like Miles College is like number three in Division II. It's not like they're like a top tier, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah so, they're not, yeah. Sometimes that can happen. Like yeah. you can get like a team. Play Williams or whatever, the D3 yes. school, yeah. And and they're a great program and they're going to win the national title at that level. Yeah. And you catch like a young division one team in an exhibition yeah and it's like, like team that, yeah they yeah. just didn't work yeah so i was like i wonder was like miles college are they are they like maybe the number one team in division two and like we, i'm just gonna laugh at kentucky no not the case they're not that good as it turns out they're not that good uh so the question is are we concerned at all about about kentucky they play duke tonight tonight being the night that everyone's probably listening to. tuesday night and uh i think i said on the last show when we were talking about kentucky how did a team that you know was so terrible and abysmal last year, bring back so many guys from that team, yet somehow they are ranked number nine in the country. Yeah. And I was more freaking out that they were number nine, thinking that they should be at least in the top 25. You watch that game, you have your concerns, and, and they're obviously very reasonable concerns. And John Calipari, leading into the Champions Classic that you're watching tonight, he's only talking about Duke. And I know this is something that he, he did it with Ohio State. We saw a couple mm -hmm. years ago at the CBS Classic where he said Ohio State's the best team in the country. And that's the way he kind of downplays his own team. He says Paolo Banchero's got girth um, mm -hmm. and that he really likes what he's seeing from him. He also said, I think Jim is going to like this quote. He said, and I quote, Coach K made me a better coach. John Calipari said this. How? Um, how, though? It, this does is does what, he explain how? Or no, does he just just, say that that's, just that's just what he said uh, <laughs> leading into this game. So all signs... <laughs> All signs are pointing right now to Kentucky not being that good because Coach Calipari is getting ahead of it. And the fact that he said Cal it was a blip, not a bomb, is PR. So you can't really take that as word to the wise. This is not good for Kentucky. He's I, in a tough spot, too, because... My antennas were up, but now I'm really concerned. I am I am now... Like, the panic button is right here. My hand is over it. He's in a tough spot, too, because uh, this, is th th this team is not young. 
No, this is not a young team. This no. is not a these these kids situation. No, you, you bring like Wheeler in, like you, you Kellen Grady, exactly. You, Keon Brooks is a G, he's been around yes. the block a time or two. Uh, Ty Ty Washington's their star freshman, I guess. Yeah. So like, but, but they started the, their, their five stars in the exhibition were Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, Kellen Grady, Keon Brooks, uh, Oscar Shubway. Four of those dudes have been playing a lot of college basketball. Ty yeah. Ty Washington's the the one exception. So even if you're Cal, you can't you can't pull out the the usual playbook when things go south and just be like I'm no and you got cj frederick and uh, yeah, yeah these aren't kids these, these are, guys. are not kids these are guys but are they his guys i don't yep. think they are uh you know what else stood out to me at the exhibition against uh miles college davion mintz leading scorer of kentucky last year yep played 11 minutes tape <laughs> Mm. 11 minutes in an exhibition, a competitive exhibition game where mm. Cal's losing his mind. His hair gel is, is, is his sweat is getting his hair that's, gel. That's his what really going. concerned me. Yeah. And Brad Calipari is on the bench. And, you know, I think that might be stressing him out even more because he's like, you know, it's like father son duo. Yep. Trying to pass his lineage down. You know what I mean? I need to keep the success at a certain level so that Brad can be up next. It's a lot of pressure on that blue, on that blue blood. Davion right Mintz now. played 11 minutes. Well, because he's losing time to Ty Ty and all these other. I mean, that's just the leading scorer of I'm going to say this in, in plain as day so everyone understands what happened here. Yeah. A man led the Kentucky Wildcats in scoring. Again, but for a, an entire but a, let me, but let, a bad let, team let, though. Let me talk. But a bad team. Let me talk. <laughs> he led the entire season the Kentucky Wildcats in scoring for the entire season. He came back to school mm. and played 11 minutes against Miles College in a competitive game in which you would assume if 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 shit is hitting the the fan that you might turn to your guy who was your leading scorer last year. Not the case. As you said, they were a bad team last year. They might be a bad team this year. I, I thought a month ago I probably had more faith in Kentucky than Duke because if I, I was like weighing the uh, – the the Kentucky they're, they're they're in bed together. Yeah, they are. Cal yeah. the Cal and, and K. You make a choice. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you got to figure out like who's playing the game better. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably thought Kentucky was going to be better this year. I have Duke winning tonight. I have Duke winning the Champions Classic because I have uh, Duke winning as well. I, I think Duke is they seem to be more put together than than Calipari and Kentucky. And Kentucky won the PR of the offseason, right? They did they did a good job of bringing in some of these guys, and then like the Kofi Coburn, like he wants to go to Kentucky. Uh -huh. They steal Illinois stat. You know what I mean? They won the PR, but the results might be the same, and that is going to be frightening for Calipari because I we talked about this two years ago. You know, some of the Kentucky fans we talked to the CBS Classic, they were done with Cal in like 2019. They were like, yeah. I'm I'm done being sold a bill of goods. Mm -hmm. I'm over this guy. I, I want Kentucky basketball back. So like as much as he's beloved nationally and people are like, there's no way Kentucky would get rid of Cal Perry. Like if he, but he, but he, pivot, if, like, he if he does it again, if it's the same thing as last year again, it's going to be problems. Well, the thing is he pivoted this year and he's now in the transfer portal yeah. versus the five star game and you know so he's, he's in, like he's in the he's yeah he's in and out yeah that's what i'm saying he, he mixed he mixed it up so he he his he, he's responding to his own fans and he's like i i'm reinventing myself and if this doesn't work <laughs> he might be out of out of cards to play i don't know are yeah. we overreacting <laughs> i think we might be but also lifetime contract so he'll be fine uh go ahead number six really. oh my gosh this is a great number six uh i just see him holding up six and, and rocking around his name is johnny juzang and it's officially johnny juzang's world this season uh, he is the face of college basketball, in my opinion. You and so? uh, this is the Pac-12 update. We are all going to be talking about Johnny Juzang. And I think he he took our hearts with an amazing run in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Gonzaga, Jalen Suggs, one of the greatest shots we'll ever see in tournament history. 
But Johnny Juzang, they're not done yet. You know, job's not finished and they're coming back. And I think Johnny's going to have a great year and I'm excited because Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's a friend of the program, by the way. So shout out yeah, to Johnny Juzang. Yeah. Do, you, do you think um, if you were trying to sell America on college basketball this year? Yeah. You, you start with Johnny Juzang. I start with that's UCLA. Your, that, that's yeah. your first place you go. First place, 100%. You think he's the if if you were if you were Adam Silver of college basketball and you're like we got to put together a commercial that we can in- it's Drew Timmy and Johnny Juzang yeah show a bunch That's of highlights to get people excited you're putting Drew Timmy and Johnny the, Juzang. the best game that you watched last year the 16 million people that That's watched true. that game That's a good point guess what they're back the That's faces true. of those teams are back yeah and they're better than ever because you think Jalen Suggs is lost we got and Chet Holmgren coming you know what I mean yeah. like you yeah. blow out the whole promo and then Hami Hakez is a perfect number two. To Johnny Juzang, you know what I mean? Because if Johnny's struggling early on and the flash isn't really working, you know, yeah. you got the grit and grind over here. <laughs> he's going to figure it out. Jake Kyman, who we love, he's going to hit a big shot. You know, UCLA, it's not just Johnny. Like, Johnny's got a team behind him, but he can be the face of every, you know, he he's the LA face of it all. I was looking up tickets for the, the game on Friday because I was trying to go yeah. uh, to the UCLA Villanova game as a non media. I didn't want to get the credential. I wanted to get the, by the way, <laughs> if, anyone, be a fan. if anyone's listening, you got to hook up our tickets. Yeah, what, up, what's going let's, on, let's go. Polly? Uh, I I wanted to go as a fan, so I was I was just curious. I was like, oh, I wonder, if I, could I buy like a ten dollar ticket and just get it? You know, like yeah, yeah. UCLA fans, we love them, but there aren't they don't go to games a lot. You know, we we know this. The traffic is it a hard ticket? Like, it's a hard ticket. Ooh, UCLA might be back. Dude. I'm telling you, I love it. It's like hundred bucks. It. To, it's a hundred bucks to get in. I feel it. Cincinnati Which, you know, was ranked three, four years ago when they came. Easiest ticket you and I ever got. Yeah. Now it's not an easy ticket. Yeah. And that's it's all not we an easy ever ticket. wanted. That's all we wanted. Yeah. They might be back. Whew. At least till Friday. We'll see what happens in Villanova. But even if they, even if Villanova like comes to Westwood and like you know, God forbid they they beat them and break them down or whatever it is, it's still just good energy coming out of Westwood. It is, but it's bad. Like if if, if Villanova wins by like fifteen, that is that is absolutely horrible. Yeah, that, like the wheels are off bad. the UCLA hype machine out of the gate. That's not good. We gotta we need to do on this show like the PR for Peyton Watson. You know what I mean? Because we need to That's show true. these kids that if they come That's and true. commit on our show, we will take care of them. He's he, nasty, by the way. He's the best freshman in the country. I love him. Clip that yes, out. He's the best freshman in the country. I love it. I love it. Love Peyton Watson. I love it. All right, we're down to our final <laughs> five. Let's uh, let's 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 make it happen. At number five, I asked a question that literally no one else in America seems to be asking. Tate. They're scared to ask it. No one wants to talk about it. Mm. Is Baylor good enough to repeat? Can the Baylor Bears win another national title? I think it seems crazy to say that based mm. on what they lost. Uh, they lose their top three scores. They lose the the heart and soul of what that program yeah. has been for the last couple of years. Three of the best guards you'll see in March. Yes. Really. Talk about Teague, Mitchell, obviously Butler. Yeah. Yes. Uh, those three guys are gone. Um, and and in that regard, you might say to yourself, there's no way Baylor can re- can repeat. And, and and that reflects What are they in the AP poll? Like, like six? Yeah. No, they're not. They're, they're lower than that. They're like, in the the teens aren't they oh really yeah (laughs) wow i just i I can't even deal with the disrespect of baylor to be quite honest with you it's not even fair to scott drew we are uh we we are trying to carry water for their eighth their eighth yeah that's what i'm saying yeah eighth that's fine i thought they were lower than that no um so uh baylor baylor uh I, I don't think they jump and Langston Love uh, is out for the year. They're, they're star freshmen. Uh, so I don't think they jump off the page as like obvious title contenders, but I do think they are good enough to repeat. And I think, uh, as I've been saying all offseason, I'm going to continue to say it throughout the entire season. If Matthew Myers is good as he can be, and he's consistently that good, like he was, the, the game that sticks out, anybody who watched it will remember 
when uh, Baylor played at West Virginia and West Virginia had Baylor. There it was it was a very close game. Mm. Punches are being thrown back and forth. I don't think literally, but I I might have to double check. Maybe they actually were. Um, and Matthew Meyer just pulls his balls out one after another and is just hitting big shot after big shot mm. against West Virginia on the road. Baylor wins. And uh, I remember thinking, like, this guy's going to be a star. Yeah. But he also played, like, 17 minutes a game last yeah, year because they're yeah, loaded. It is going to be um, interesting. They, they have James Akinjo is uh, uh, Arizona Georgetown transfer. Guy. Georgetown, Arizona yeah. transfer. Uh, he is there at Baylor. They're going to have a ton of talent. Adam Flagler is back. Um, I think Baylor is going to be very good, and I do think they are good enough to repeat. I just wanted to say that. I wanted That's another PSA I have for America is that Baylor is not going to be as good as they were last year. They're not going to be as good as they were two years ago. But if you look up in March slash April and Baylor's in the Final Four and has a chance to win back-to-back national titles, and you're surprised by that, then you probably weren't paying enough attention. I wouldn't be shocked if Baylor's a one seed again in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That's how much I believe in Baylor. And I also wouldn't be shocked if Baylor were to get like a really bad draw where remember Villanova, if they won in 2016, 2017, they played Nigel Hayes in Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin, right? One eight game. Yeah. And they get upset. I feel like that's like a Baylor destiny this year. They're going to play UCLA. They're going to play a UCLA team that struggled. (laughs) UCLA was an AC. Oh my God. Let's hope not. That would be terrible. (laughs) UCLA is an AC. They play Baylor in the second round. Well, it'd be good. And then UCLA goes back to the final (laughs) four as an AC. (laughs) They get the one seed run. That could be good. Oh my God. Uh, you, you agree with me that Baylor's good enough to win a national title then? I'm not I'm not necessarily – I don't know if to win a national title, but I think they're good enough to be a one seed, which obviously if you're a one seed, you have a chance. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I can't – I don't I don't see them winning back-to-back championships in my mind. They, they don't pass the uh, – They don't the, pass the like, is, could this be test, actually yeah. be reality yeah. that I live in? But I also wouldn't be shocked if they're a one seed and everyone going in the tournament's like, I kind of like Baylor again. You yeah. know, and this team defensively. I, look at Kim Palm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could see that. They are going to be energy. great defensively. Yeah, great defensive team. They are going to be great defensively. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're kidding, but I'm being serious. I'm being serious. No, I'm being serious. (laughs) No, you're kidding. I'm laughing. I know you're joking. I'm laughing, but I'm being serious. I know you're joking. Baylor. I'm I'm not. Baylor's going to be good. (laughs) Um, Number four, Baylor. We talked about the national champions. Now let's talk about the national runner-up. Gonzaga. Uh, My question to you is this, because I've been thinking about this for the last month or so, and I don't know what the answer is. Is Gonzaga likable? No, you know what the answer is. The answer is absolutely not. That's the answer. It's it's hard. It, it would. It's hard to hate David, right? Like, obviously, isn't that fascinating? The no, no, Gonzaga no. It's, is. It's hard to hate David because obviously you're like Goliath sucks. Yeah, like he's the worst. I don't like him, but I also don't like David because he's kind of arrogant too. You know what I mean? So like, but they David, are the little guy, but they're also hateable, and they like well, being hated. Drew Timmy likes being hated as much as everyone's like, "How could you hate this kid? Look, he's a senior. Look how much he works." So it's like. This guy's he stroking his hated. mustache. He wants yeah. to be hated. So yeah. they, they, I think they're better hated than they are liked. I don't think they're really David anymore either. They're no. like David. They're like King David. They're not like David. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like David when he became king. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. They're not, yeah. They're post. They're, they, they, they've yes. beaten Goliath. And now yes. they're like. But that's what's into fascinating too is they didn't even beat Goliath. It's like. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Like they haven't won a night. That's what's so fascinating <laughs> to me is that Gonzaga has, has somehow found themselves where. They they are for the second consecutive year the the almost overwhelming almost unanimous number one team yeah. in the preseason they're expected to win the national title for the second consecutive year, mm-hmm. um they get the number one recruit in the country they have maybe the best player in college basketball coming back, 
everything about them checks the box of like a blue blood program. They have not won a national championship yet. And mm. yet I, I think we are past the point of Gonzaga being there. We're certainly past the point of them being an underdog, but I think we're past the point of them being lovable in the sense we're like, if nobody's we love, pulling, nobody's for pulling for them yeah. anymore. And they never got the, you're supposed to win. You're supposed to be Virginia losing to UMBC. Then they, yeah. Virginia comes back and people are kind of rooting for them to get, you know, 20, to, to 2017 was really retention. the last time I think that uh, like the general public was on the Gonzaga. They they deserved it. Like give them their title. Yes, 2017. And then I think 2021. Yeah. This past year, people were like, we can't let them go undefeated. You know what I mean? They were pulling yes. against them to yes. go undefeated, so they didn't have that mojo. And now I think, like you said, they're too far removed from ever getting the lovability back. Yes, they'll and never be loved. Mark again. Few getting a DUI in the offseason doesn't help anything. I no, think that's, that's no. not. <laughs> and also, he's the voice of college basketball coaches. Like when we yeah. go to Congress, Mark Few's the guy now. Yes. So like, it's even more of a, oh, you guys are the, you know, you're the in, you're the in guys, you're you're at the table. That's so fascinating. Yeah. The Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you would think you would think that there's got to be some contingent of people that have like sympathy for the fact that they haven't gotten over the hump. Still, yeah. I still want them to win. I, I do I, too. I think I want Gonzaga to win. I want them title. to win yeah. national championship as well. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say I hate Gonzaga, but I don't know if I like Gonzaga as much as I used to. You know, I'm scared that they like being unliked. I think they like it. I think that's where they want to be. That's, that's why I call them saying. the new Duke. Yeah, I, the new I think Duke, that yeah. they they've embraced. Duke wants to be loved. Why don't you get Gonzaga to the ACC? <sighs> that'd be that. great. Save the ACC. Oh my God, that'd be great. Uh, number three on our list. Speaking <laughs> of Gonzaga not winning titles, uh, we are monitoring. We are keeping an eye on the title droughts. Yes, that have yet to be broken. Yes, uh, greatest droughts of all time uh, <laughs> is a great like list we should make. The two obvious ones, state the Pac-12 has not won a national title since 1997. The West Coast in general, I West guess, Coast. since 1997. So throw Gonzaga in there. Pac-12 we, update. We, we always try to anyway. Put Gonzaga <laughs> in the Pac-12. They want a title accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-12 has not won since 1997. The Big Ten, the best basketball conference in America, <laughs> has not won. The conference That's that, funny. that embarrasses the ACC every time they play each other. <laughs> and then embarrasses themselves in March. <laughs> embarrasses themselves how? By, by sending every program to the, to the Final Four? Uh, yeah, you're you're a conference of two teams. We're a conference of many. <laughs> Everyone knows this. The Big Ten has not won a uh, national title since 2000 because uh, we're full of programs that refuse to cheat and will not pay players. Purdue has not made a Final Four since 1980. I put that on the list. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, so Purdue, close. Purdue is close. Diakite shot. Yep, right there. Duke has not won a regular season ACC. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, play. Duke. Duke has not won a regular season ACC title since 2010. Wow. That's pretty crazy, honestly. Checks out. Um, What else is there? What other droughts are out there? Mm, Sean Miller still has not made a Final Four. That's the one that I think a lot of people they're they're just like on their sitting on pins and needles waiting to see if that ever gets you know checked off the list. I think he might make it this year. Maybe he quits the podcast midseason and hops in for someone as an interim coach. Maybe that could be his thing. He's like uh Coach for hire. Yeah, exactly. Cal State Northridge mm-hmm. takes over for Trent. Trent Johnson's like, I'm over this shit. Yeah. Intern for Godfrey. Shumler's like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm right here. I know. I know the game plan. I think the Pac-12 is the one that really could be could be broken this year. I think that's the best. Yeah. One. What, what's the one that has to be broken? Where, where are the stakes the highest? Well, is last Pac-12. Last year was the Big Ten year, and you guys just. I mean, yeah, it was a Mickey Mouse tournament. We've talked about it. Yeah, so it doesn't count. So you can blame Mickey Mouse, but last year was all big. All signs are pointing to big. Even I, as you know, I I was like, this is a Big Ten year. If there was ever a year for the Big Ten, this was the year. 
But now I've moved on from that. I think it's the Pac-12 time. They haven't won this century. Big Ten has won this century. So I, they, they get a bit of a pass. They've won yeah. this century at least. Pac-12 hasn't won this century. You got the number two team in the country. You got stars. You yeah. got the right coach for the tournament in Mick Cronin, I believe. Um, you got Oregon, the right point guard. Oregon's going to be good, too. Don't Oregon's about an Oregon. interesting team. Oregon's guards, by the way, I, I want to get on record saying this. Oregon's going to win the Maui Invitational. I'll get the Maui bomb. Okay. Oregon is going to be nasty to start the season, especially. I like that. I love those guards. Richardson and yeah, Jamie yeah. Young. That's a great Damian pick. Damian Harmon. I think they're going to be awesome out of the gate. And they're going to win the Maui Invitational. And they're going to get the Maui bump. And they're going to be ranked... Sixth in the country after they win Maui. Oregon, another team in the 2017 Final Four that who knows mm -hmm. if things go differently, they maybe mm -hmm. get that jump and that bump. So the Pac-12, 1997, that's the that's the one that I'm looking for. That's the, my you number one. You think the Pac-12 has the most pressure? I, I think that they. This is the year to do it. This is the year to get over the hump. And if they win, if UCLA wins a national championship in 2022, <laughs> oh my goodness, college basketball is back. College basketball is very like much it, back. it is a hundred percent back. I mean, well, okay, LA let, can't deny it. Let's put it that way. Uh, take UCLA out of the pit. It doesn't have to be UCLA. It yeah. could be Washington State playing Moneyball. <laughs> it, it could be Oregon State yeah. going on another miraculous NCAA mm. tournament run. Uh, what is better for college basketball as a whole? Uh, uh, the Big Ten winning a national title or the Pac-12 winning a national title? Mm. I'm not saying UCLA, Tate. I'm saying the Pac-12. It could be any of the Pac-12 teams. It could be Stanford or or the Big Ten. What, what does college basketball need for the health of the sport? College basketball needs Chicago or Los Angeles to care about college basketball. And so, if you it, need, so you need Illinois or UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. And yeah. I think UCLA means more than Illinois. Yeah. I think they're both going to be in the Final Four. With, Which would be amazing. With uh, Gonzaga and then like Duke and then Duke wins. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be classic. <laughs> that would be classic. Because 2015 was the year, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, that was really like the big ten. I, I thought that was going to be the big. What 10. do you mean that was like we've had a million though? That was the year. Twenty thirteen, Michigan had a great team. Yeah, two thousand seven, Florida cheated and brought their whole team back. They won a that national was, that, title. That was cheating. That's cheating. Yeah, that's literally cheating. Look it up we, in the rule should, book. We should actually we should go. We should try to Jim, file look that a up. There, there's a rule where if you win a national title, you can't bring all five starters back. Right? Look that up. There has to be a rule. Yeah, that, that's they cheated. That, Florida cheated. Yeah, give Ohio file State the banner. Um. 2009, uh, that wasn't the year. <laughs> 2009 wasn't the year. 2009 wasn't. 2002 wasn't the year either. I, I loved IU, but... Uh, I was thinking about was this, a, by the way. The 20 years, it would be really poetic. 20 years after 2002-2022 Final Four for Indiana to be back in the Final Four. Oh, and like have this full circle kind of Ooh. moment. And Mike Woodson, like you finally got the right... Because Mike Woodson was probably the guy from the start, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you guys finally got it right. Yeah. Bob Knight's guys. Us guys. Yeah, you guys finally got it right. Uh all right. Let's uh mercifully put this podcast <laughs> to an end. Uh actually, no, we got we got two more. Number two. Yeah, yeah. Number two on the list. I'm sorry. Uh no what are we sure? This is number two? This is number two. I guess uh number two, C Coach K retirement tour. Huh. All right, Coach K retirement tour, number two. <laughs> Great um, format. <laughs> He gets centered. Good job, <laughs> uh, Mike Krzyzewski, his tonight in the Champions Classic against Kentucky, as Jim pointed out to us uh, before the show, before we started recording, this will be Do the Do you last consider Coach K 1-0, by the way? I think he's already 1-0. Beat Villanova in the secret scrimmage. So this is to go 2-0 if he no, wins I don't, this game. I, people, people made a compelling case that he lost. I had a, Villanova fans made a compelling case that he lost. Of course which is they that, did. Well, I mean, the compelling case is that if he won, we would hear about it. That, that mm. Duke would be like, the goat did it again. <laughs> <laughs> the goat. Uh, 
where, 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 what was I? I forget what I was even saying. You take it from here. No, I was just saying number two. Sorry, the Coach K retirement tour. I mean, this is the 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 start of a long illustrious run throughout the season where we get all the hype, all the love. I think there's like 45 minute pregame, 40 minutes. This is the, what, that's K. what I was gonna say tonight. The Champions Classic. This is the last first game of Coach K's life kind of his career mm. his life his legacy what is his legacy if you had to say if you're thinking a leg when you think of coach day do you think a legacy do you think a life do you think of both mm. intertwined into a cornucopia of success and turning boys into men mm. and, and lessons along the way hmm <laughs> I think of D on the chest. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. Oh my god, Coach K. Oh my god, it's uh, going to be a fun, fun. Like every single pregame is going to be setting up Coach K, right? I mean, Tom that, Tom Izzo talking about the Champions Classic was like, like Coach, what do you think about the game versus Kansas? He was like, it's an honor to be a part of this event because Coach K is here. Yeah, I think all roads lead back to Coach K. I think Johnny Juzang is going to beat Villanova on Friday. He's going to be asked about you know mm -hmm. what what it means to beat a, a a story program like Villanova. To a lot of expectation coming into the season, Johnny, et cetera, et cetera. And his answer is going to be like respect to Coach K. Mm -hmm. I think everybody the the basketball Illuminati has gotten the order. You must. Compliment Coach K. You have every to. Coach K you have to. It's very. It Which is why we're doing that. We're we're doing that with number two on our list. Coach K is number two. <laughs> when I think of number twos, I think of Coach K. Me too. Me too. Hundred percent. That that all the way checks out. And like, it's either Jeter or Kobe. I don't know what retirement tour we can like really kind of compare this to. Yeah. But it, it is funny that like so many people hated Jeter and hated Kobe, right? But when the retirement tour, right when it clicked in and started. Just what, love from everywhere. What what gifts is he getting? What's the craziest gift he's going to get, I wonder? That's what I'm keeping an eye on. Keep he's an eye getting on that. a statue Who's at getting? Army. <laughs> statue <laughs> at Army. Army's going to unveil a statue. And he's like dressed as a general. Everyone's like, I, what? Like, how did this happen? It's him and uh, Mickey. It's it's on their wedding day. They got married at West Point, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. On their graduation on day. On their graduation day. Yeah, that's the famous Did you story. know that, Jim? Yeah, it's romantic. <laughs> he's like, that's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he believes day. in true love. You know, yeah, when I people watch Disney movies, Jim's like, I watched Mickey <laughs> relationship goals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Coach K, uh, the retirement as, tour is number two. That's as much as we yeah. respect him, uh, he is number two. Um, which which brings us to number very one. Bono of him to be number two. All number right. one on our list. The thing we're looking forward to most in this college basketball season. I'm excited. The Coach K retirement. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> Coach K. Just Coach K, number one. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Coach K. Coach K. Coach, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> How do you do it? Can we How get him on the show? We have to get him on the show. Coach you K. think so? Coach K, I think he. there's a chance he would come on the show. Um, he, you have one question you could ask. I know you've already asked him. You talked yeah. to him with your five-star podcast yeah, you're doing yeah, whatever, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, um, you have one question you could ask Coach K. What is that question? <sighs> Message for the haters? I think I do a Tom Rinaldi on him, which is like I I what he did to Urban Meyer. Like in a word, in why? A word. <laughs> in a word, why? Because I think that leaves it open ended. Like, why did you coach basketball? Why did you come to Durham, North Carolina? Why did you embrace being the villain? Why did you, you know, say all these horrible <laughs> things about Jay? Yeah, you know, like just open ended in a word, why? You know, and he's just like sitting there and he's thinking about all of the things. His conscience is, yeah, is his, his conscience is like, why? Why? And then I throw water on him like Dorothy did, like the Wicked Witch of the East. And I see if he melts. And uh, and I think that's like I think that's like my final interview. You know, I'm like Graham Bessinger. I'm like, 
thanks so much, coach. Really appreciate it. He's like drenched in water. <laughs> and I think, you know, that that's how it goes out. But in a word, why? And I, I'm not sure he has the answer because I don't know why. He doesn't know why. But he's won the most. Ba- <sighs> if that's the person you, you think was going to win the most basketball games ever, I wouldn't have thought that. It's not. It, Jim Beheim's not. Jim Beheim's not done yet. Jim right. Beheim's not done yet. Syracuse fans are happy that we're pointing yeah. that out, by the way. No, he's they not know, done They yet. know he's a they, man on a mission. They, he's, a, he's locked in, dude. He's locked in. He's getting blood transfusions and like sleeping in hyperbaric chambers. Jim Beheim is also number one. Like yeah. he, he's a part of the Coach K climb. You know, the Jim, final climb. Jim Beheim, as it turns out, like Jim Beheim doesn't drink, right? Like no. that, that's one thing I, I know about him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, what if he's he doesn't drink because it's like he like he's 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 super health conscious because he's just trying to beat out like his whole mindset yeah. is like I did the math in 1971 mm. and I realized if I don't drink for those 40 years yeah for those 50 years I can outlast the rest you know what I was thinking yeah. <laughs> you know what it's also talking about like outlasting the rest and legacy and everything the craziest moment of the Coach K retirement tour is Bobby Knight's gonna come to a game at Cameron. Oh, dude. That's what I, I didn't even, because, you know, coach. Do you, do you, is this, is this, is, are you scooping this? I'm scooping this? this. I'm scooping this. He's coming to a game at Cameron. So Bobby Knight, when coach Knight comes to that game and like has this full circle moment, you know, like. Are they giving him a mic? Are they going to let him talk? <laughs> <laughs> Bob Knight comes out, just grabs a mic in the camera indoor stadium. <laughs> Please give him a mic, please. That'd be great for Duke. Um, but yeah, that that's gonna be um, that's gonna be a moment. Like that's gonna we're gonna have to break that yeah. all, all down. I don't know what Coach Knight would say, oh, dude, but it would be great. There will be great. Yeah, I, I, I saw he's, he was back at IU again. Yeah, uh, for, he was back for practice, and they they had like some event on Friday or something. They had like uh, a they did one of the, the yeah. Kentucky events, like you know. We're hyping, you know, getting everybody excited. It's like a name, image, likeness deal. Exactly. Though. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a. It like wasn't he like a, stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. But Knight didn't look great, dude. He didn't look great, but he also I saw him talking to the players and knew their names. Oh really? He was like saying people's names, and they were. Oh, like I just saw bad pictures. Yeah, you, I sent you a bad picture. I took blame for dude, that. I was the like, one picture you sent me. Yeah, was I know. Like, but I was trying to show you that, like, coach. It was supposed to be like an excitement, you know, like Coach Knight's yeah. back, you know. But the picture yeah, wasn't. The picture was like, like Jesus Christ. Like, I was like, dude, I was like, I'm dude, sorry. This is not. I was like, I was trying to share good news. This is the opposite of that. Yeah. This is like, no, oh my god. But Coach please. K and Coach Knight coming together. Maybe Grant Hill will be there. You know, it's going to be one of those moments right. in time where you're like, all right, well, all there right. you go. Something to. Uh, we, I don't know if anyone else will be talking about it, but we'll certainly be talking about it throughout the season. Coach K's <laughs> retirement tour. Um, we we promise. That's our promise to the American people is that we will. Mm. We will cover Coach K's final season. Who who gets the exclusive <laughs> with Coach K? Andy Katz? Uh, Billis. Oh, God. It's Billis. Jesus. And Gross. Then, yeah. Gross. It's, it's definitely Billis. Can you believe that Billis made a documentary about his team? <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> the team that saved K you or gotta, whatever. You got to make a doc. And you got to be like the team that saved that motto. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's what your next move should be. Because that's what he <laughs> did with Coach K. He took credit for Coach K's career. He's basically like, if Danny Ferry did not come here. The team that saved Ohio State basketball. <laughs> yeah, literally. You should make that doc. Uh, all right, let's 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 get out of here. Shout outs, close outs. Anything else that we didn't talk about? Uh, quickly. We, we hit it all. I mean, for God's sakes, two two-hour podcast, I think. Yeah, uh, this is for the people. This is for the real fans at home. Um, we love you so much. Uh, I want to shout out to Cole Anthony, uh, Mr. Postgame Interview, 33 points. He's still in the league? <laughs> he's, he's about to be an all-star. Oh, is he? Um, Harrison Barnes is also about to be an all-star. About to have two all-stars this year in North Carolina. So, um, 
you're Cole Anthony's balling out, huh? He's balling out. Thirty three points. Are the Magic good? The, no, they're like two and six. Uh, but Franz Wagner's playing well too. Franz right? Wagner. Yeah. Shout out to Michigan. Yeah. Shout out to Franz Wagner. It's like a crazy year. Hey, shout out to Michigan. No, in all seriousness, I meant to say this when we were talking about the Big Ten drought because uh, I I understand the I see the elephant in the room, which is that Purdue and Michigan, the two teams mm. that I probably dislike the most in the Big Ten, uh, are certainly my my history being a growing up in Indiana, fan yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> going to Ohio State. Those would probably be the two teams that I blind spots. Yeah, my yeah. friends and family don't like the most. Um, but I I am mature enough to say this, Tate. That if it comes down to Purdue or Michigan in the national championship game, wow. and we need one of the, the conference needs one of those teams to to win to snap the streak, um, I will cheer for them to not embarrass themselves. At nice, least. at nice. least I I yeah. don't know if I can. I'll cheer for them to win. I will. I think I will. It depends. Oh, wow. <laughs> it depends on context, I guess. I have a feeling that if Duke is if they're playing Duke, <laughs> if they're playing, I don't know. Never mind. I have a feeling that Michigan, because I am so far off the scent of Michigan, like I don't believe in Michigan, I feel like they're the team to go to the final. Michigan's four. gonna be nasty. Yeah, man. I was gonna say. So if you're trying to like fade my Big Ten, because I, I don't know what's gonna happen in the Big Ten, I, and I'll, I'll be upfront about that. So I like Redacted, and I've always liked Redacted. But if there's a team to really bet on, it's Michigan. I think Purdue is the best team in the Big Ten. I think Michigan is the best team constructed to win a national title. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. I think if I had to pick a team that's going to win the conference, regular season conference title, I'm picking Purdue. If I had to pick a team that's going to win the national title from the Big Ten, I'm picking Michigan. Yeah. Also, 1993, New Orleans, Final Four, Michigan. So they like they like New Orleans also. <laughs> Got to remember that. Got to remember, There's history with these cities. The lowest point in the history of Michigan basketball happened in New Orleans. <sighs> it was a travel. So, it was a travel before the timeout, guys. Uh, what other shout outs? Shout out to Soldier Boy. Uh, Jim sent us this. Soldier Boy uh, got his jersey uh, retired by the Miami Heat. Sure, sure. Uh, he, you know, we we love the Miami Heat and the fact that they retire anybody's jersey and hang anybody. Did he really get a jersey? Retired? I don't think he got a retired. I think he just got a jersey. Like they gave him like a jersey, and he lost his mind about it. But Soldier Boy uh, in the rafters forever with the Miami Heat. Um, He's in the rafters. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> what do you say? We don't what know. are we shouting him out for? We're shouting him out for getting a jersey from the Miami <laughs> Heat and acting as if he's going in the rafters. But I like to play that he is going to go in the rafters because I'm sure he's not, but I like the idea that he is. Uh, I want to shout out my high school, the Brownsburg Bulldogs. We won sectionals in football. Suck at Carmel. Suck at Avon. Avon had a horrible year. Nobody's talking Oof. about it. You won't hear any podcast mm. talk about this, but Avon football was absolute dog shit this year. Mm. And uh, they I, it couldn't happen to a worse group of people. Like I, I'm so happy that, <laughs> mm. that Avon is a disaster. Brownsburg won sectionals. We beat Carmel. We're moving on. I think we play Ben Davis next. Um, ben Davis. So if you hear, <laughs> I don't know why. Just think about him having his own team. Just like we dude, played Ben Davis there. is the powerhouse. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Nice. They've been a powerhouse forever. So Carmel, Carmel is uh, McRoberts Land, right? That's his high school. Carmel's McRoberts Land. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ben Davis is. Uh, I'm trying to think of who you know that went to Ben Davis. Well, we had some friends of the program uh, reach out. They're saying McRoberts is within range. Which I mean, obviously, you know, you know McRoberts, so we can. But we got to have him on the show. We need a Coach K correspondent, and it needs to be Josh McRoberts. Yeah. Officially, yeah. I'm putting the request in. Yeah, if, well, we we just we just beat his ass, his, his school. We'll text him and say we just yeah. we just own yeah your we team. just owned you yeah. Browns were one sectionals. Yeah, so suck it, Josh. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to I want to uh, wrap it up with this. Shout out to all the scoopers in college basketball. I want to wish you the best of luck this year. It's a it's a dog eat dog world out there. It's a cutthroat business, and mm. we understand Tate, you, uh, 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 John Rostein, who's a friend of the program, obviously. <laughs> 
Uh, Goodman's one of them. Gary Parrish dabbles. I, I like how Parrish like dab is a scooper, but not a scooper at the same mm-hmm. time. Norlander has Norlander's always got the scoops of like, uh, just like the administrative shit. Like, yeah, like the NCAA like. You know, no, like they're, you're right. They're, Administrative is the right word. They're yeah. like, like the NCA has has passed a new bylaw. Norlander gets that scoop, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and or yeah, they've changed like Final Four venues or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so shout out to all you guys. Uh, best of luck this year. I hope you guys kill it. Uh, all eyes are on you. Can, can you tell me what um, Rostin said to you when you when you called him? Other than like he was he talking junk? Like is he trying to come at us? No, like, Rostin called me today because I texted him. Uh, I was prepping for the show and I was like, John, how many A10 bids are we looking at this year? Wow. That's what, that's what I, I literally texted him that four. And he called me and he was like, Who cares? Because the first thing out of his <laughs> mouth, the first thing out of his mouth was like, Who cares about the A10? Let's talk about Brad Stevens at IU and how wrong you were. Whoa. And I was like, Dude. So he just let bygones be bygones. Like we've moved on, dude. Like, what are we talking about? And then he's got shots fired. He he brought up UCLA too. And how like I was, I wasn't on the Mick Cronin train out of the gate. And I was like, dude, John, not like this, buddy. So what does he talk? Does he listen to the show? I asked him, I asked him, what's your hottest take? And he goes, what does that mean? I said, what, what is the thing? I I said, what is the thing you believe this season? That no one else seems to believe, and you're looking around, you're reading all the other previews and seeing everyone else talking, and no one else is saying it. And he's like, "I'll tell you what it is." He goes, "I think the the, the timing is right for Nebraska and for Northwestern to crack into the top eight of the Big Ten. That's what he told me." I was like, "John, your brain. Please tell me you're giving your brain to science when you go." Because what is he talking? We got to study this thing, man. We got to study this thing. Nebraska is a basketball school. Northwestern, John predicted was going to go to the tournament this year. So if they do go to the tournament, we'll give him his credit. We'll give him excellence in journalism. But otherwise, John. Finally, shout out to all the uh, Southern California basketball programs that uh, have the power to give me access and invite me to games and shit. So I hope all you guys kill it this year. Yes. LMU, UCLA. Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Uh, Long Beach State. Santa Barbara. Shout out San to you guys. San Diego State. San Diego State. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we see you. We speak your name. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you. Who else can give us free shit? Um, uh, Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton. Love Fullerton. Irvine. Shout out to Joey Brooks. Cal State Fullerton. Yep. There you go. Uh, Fullerton, Irvine, um, Northridge, certainly. San Jose State. San Jose State. Shout out to Tim Not Miles. Southern California at all, but you know, also- we're just climbing. We're just climbing all California. Uh, let's get out of here. Have a fun season, everybody. <laughs> Good luck to everybody. Champions Classic picks, real quick. Go. Just give us a pick. Give us picks. Go. Go. Duke, Kansas. I'll say Duke, Michigan State to make it interesting. Okay. No Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson's not playing. No, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan State will make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be good for Izzo. Yeah. Yeah. Be good for Coach K. See you guys.